Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and spoilers for The Mandalorian. My name is Michael Basinger. There's, a, there's a baby Yoda. Jesus Christ! Dude, if you're on the internet, everybody's seen it. I mean... There's a hundred memes with a baby Yoda With me on are it. Brad Polly, hey. Matt Polly. Hey there. Together we are the Inglorious Bastards. That was Brad Polly. For anyone who wants to rage at him at the on the internet, he's not on the internet, so don't Yep, bother. enjoy. So. Have fun. When you, next time you see Literally him. come at me because yeah. I, I'm not going to see Next time you it. see him in IRL, just punch him in the face. How dare you... F- fucking talk about baby yoda well they had a they did technically have a warning for that one so yeah we did say we're gonna do mandalorian spoilers and then you jumped right in i thought it's just okay so far well fuck you i i'm just kidding (laughs) jesus no like if you insult star wars you're insulting it's like i wasn't even insulting it's like it's it's like okay but if you do anything other than than just glorify star wars it's like you shot his child well then you're wrong no, I, I said it's okay. I don't think it's not blowing my dick off, but wow. it's fine. I mean, it's what does blow your dick off? Not this podcast. <laughs> uh, Sitting at home. That really blows my dick off right now. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's go do that. What are you having, buddy? Um, I am drinking... Mandalorian um, ale. Your anus. Tastes like disappointment. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> the Mandalorian is excellent. It's pre- I, I don't know if excellent. It's good. It's good. I mean... Yeah, it's, it, it's fine. What are you comparing it to? I don't, I, I'm just saying it's fine. Like, I, Okay. Uh, why is fine bad? Fine I'm doesn't not, mean I'm bad. I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> More than you fine. immediately said fuck you when yes. you said fine. I, I said it's I, just, he, I said he, it's okay. He wanted that reaction. No, I, I didn't. I was literally. Oh god, I gave it to him. Uh, I'm yeah. drinking Tax Man Brewing Tax Holiday Belgian style dark ale brewed with it's delicious honey. Yeah. I love that every year. Sure, it's yeah. one of my favorites of theirs every year. So yep. And Brad and I are drinking. has a good mouthfeel of some uh, uh, stale Pepsi. So it's good. That's. <laughs> No, it fucking Flat doesn't. Flat Pepsi. No, it fucking doesn't. Kind of. No, not kind of at all. Oh, who's angry now? <laughs> it's going to be that kind of night, yeah, isn't it? It's, he's on yeah. one. Five minutes in, <laughs> yep. I can already tell. Uh, from Belle Mead. What is wrong with my dog? I don't Her know. Dog's she dying is in not having a good evening. <sighs> Two I weeks. gave her a treat. We skipped a week and she still remembers the last time we were here. She <laughs> got, just got the shit shocked out of her last time. It's PTSD that we're here. It literally gave her PTSD. No, Not the PTSD is a laughing matter, Brad, but uh, no, but dog PTSD is. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> Just let me know when you're what, done. What are we drinking? <laughs> what are we having, man? Uh, from Bell Mead, uh, Sherry Cask Bourbon. It's finished yeah, in. It's, uh, I didn't know in, she made a bourbon. It's finished in Omarosa uh, Sherry Cask. Yeah. She worked for Trump, didn't she? Omarosa? Yeah. It's Olorosa. It's Olorosa. What the fuck it's, was that? It's Olorosa. She quit. Don't worry. Then she went on in Celebrity Big Brother. It was awesome. Oh, my God. 
celebrity in quotes. Yes, yeah, very much. Which so. which uh, which fucking Baldwin was in that show? Because they're all in one of which them. one did Omarosa bang? He he wasn't in uh, Celebrity Big Brother. He was in uh, a celebrity apprentice. Michael, it's a joke for sure. The Baldwins are in all these these like third and fourth rate Baldwins are all in a fucking. Uh, it was a goddamn joke, Michael. I have no idea who was in any. There's of those only shows. one Baldwin anybody recognizes, and that's Alex. Yeah. So Stephen's pretty popular amongst the Christian crowd. Like I said, there's only exactly. one. <laughs> only one Baldwin that matters. He's big with Kanye's people. God. Apparently, Joel Osteen's people are now Kanye's people. So did, did that oh, actually God. happen? Did, I think it did, did. Kanye show up? I'm pretty sure. I just I can't even with that shit. I just can't. I, see I can't even. So like, if you had any like the whole. I'm a Christian thing now. Do you see what he's going to change his name to? Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. He Tell wants me. to change his name to billionaire genius Christian Kanye West. Yeah. Billionaire genius Christian Kanye West. Okay. That's a nice flow. No. No, it doesn't at all. <laughs> I don't have an ego. Is there a, what is that? What's the B billionaire? What was it again? Genius BG Christian C. What are you doing? What? I'm trying to figure out if it spells anyway. Right. No, this, it no, it doesn't. This fucking bourbon's great. It's really, really good. <laughs> In non-Kanye news, this bourbon is yeah. Did we, did we say what it was? Yes. <laughs> wow. Where were you? That was the whole Oloroso. sherry. It's Oloroso sherry casks. Yeah. Wasn't that a uh, Punky Brewster sidekick? Sherry. All right. All right. Steve Perry update. Uh, this, r- <laughs> this round is on our Patreon, our patrons at Wait, Patreon. Who was that? Was that Steve Perry? Steve Perry. That was Steve Perry. Non-journey podcast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve Perry. If you'd like to buy us around, head on over to patreon.com slash pastors podcast. dead to me. <laughs> um, are we ready for the um, meditating with yes. Gerald Busey? Yep. All right. Let's do this. What is the purpose of a pine cone? <laughs> this has been meditating with Gary Busey. What is the purpose of a pine cone? Pretty sure it's a it's big a seed. seed. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to wipe with it. I bet. I bet pine <laughs> trees are like, check out I, my seed. Like I know it would have been a complete it's shit a big show, seed. but I do. It does suck that we kind of missed out on interviewing him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know that we would have like. I don't know. I don't know what. I didn't want to follow the rabbit hole because I really didn't want to watch the movie. <laughs> um, yeah. In hindsight, yes. I feel like I feel like we totally missed some yeah. interesting something there. We we definitely did. Um, uh, are we ready for bright side? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. Or not? Are you on? Are oh. you on? Hold on. Yeah, you're on now. You're listening to Look on the Bright Side with Mr. Brightside himself, our, sorry, Matt Polly. Our editor died in a fiery car wreck this week. Yeah. So. Hey, uh, we took a week off. Things are a little rusty. Matt's ball sack mainly. All right, you don't have to play the whole damn song. And that's the love. Yeah, this bourbon is fantastic. It's really good, yeah. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, bought a car this week. Yeah? So, yeah. It's nice. I like it. We leased a car. Sorry. It's like a. It's a little different. It's like a Batmobile. Can't wait. You're gonna get a bunch of people and you're messaging. Oh, lease is a. You got screwed. Lease is stupid. Then don't go lease. Like I'm just saying. You know know. it's coming. I don't give a shit. Here's the thing with with white people. (laughs) 
I've always got. Here's the thing with white people: find, figure out something that actually fucking matters. Yeah, let's that, get that, mad about that. Thank they, you. They think, and I'm included in this. Like our opinion fucking matters. It doesn't it fucking doesn't. matter. It doesn't. Our voice at all. doesn't need to no. be heard. Uh-uh. It's heard throughout the halls of all of eternity. It's actually like who the fuck cares? It's actually part of my uh, bright side this yeah. week. So. Oh. You found out you're white, and so he needs to shut the fuck up. That's, that's why we're going to end the podcast. Is that it? You done? Yeah, I, mean, I think so. Okay. It was well, a good I, week. I mean, it was fine. Does it have Bluetooth? Uh, yeah, it has Apple CarPlay. Too. Everything oh. has Bluetooth now, buddy. <clears throat> you have Apple, though, right? You have the mm-hmm. Apple Music. Yeah. Yeah, I love CarPlay. My what does CarPlay do? What is, what is? You can just scroll. It's on the touch screen. You can do all of your music. You can scroll. Like, Maps, messages. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, okay. Messages are great, man. Yeah. I'll get a message, and instead of having to look at my phone, I can just voice text it. Yep, and it'll nice. read it through the. I've got an Irish guy reading. Mine. Oh, do you? I need yeah. to change mine. <laughs> my, uh, it's not super Irish. I will say, okay. <laughs> it's like a. My navigator. It's, it's like kind Boston of like a, it's kind of like a. No, well, it's more like a drunk Midwesterner trying to do an Irish accent, like oh, okay, that kind that of. Guy, okay. Ah, yeah. Like if. Uh, that guy, Pink, <laughs> true Abbas Pinkston, tried to do an Irish accent. <laughs> hey man, hey, get a, get top hey. of the morning to you, brother. Top of the morning, fuckers. Hey, laddie. <laughs> oi, <laughs> oi, laddie. Hey. All right. Um, uh, I've got a couple actually this week. Sweet. I don't remember what they are though. You got a new car. I did. That's actually one of them. So <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going <laughs> to play it at some point. And yes, before anybody adds us, I know it's not Sherry, it's Shelly. No, it's Sherry. Oh, is it Sherry? Yeah. All right, never mind. Add away. All right. All right. Um, we'll finish that later. Oh, that's great. Uh, so a couple things. One, I'm not done with all of this car wreck and yeah. insurance shit. Yeah. I'm still dealing with my gap insurance. So they'll... Yeah, never ends. I'm sorry. Can you send in a semen sample and like the blood of your firstborn for some Just fucking Just send him in a pine cone. My God. It is crazy the shit they need. I'm like, I don't fucking have that. I, I did. How was I ever supposed to know I was going to need that? Yeah. Like, I assume Gap Insurance was like, you would handle this shit with, yeah. like, Kia Finance. Yeah. But apparently, that's not how it works. So, I'm still dealing with that. But I'm there is light at the end of the tunnel on it. Uh, I did get a, purchase a new vehicle. Um, and one of those is one of those things is there were a, a bunch of our listeners and supporters that actually gave money to help me get a new vehicle, which is lovely. Nice. Um, I can't thank them all individually, so I'll thank you right now. Um, I just, I mean, it was just, I don't know, it just blew me away. Yeah. The generosity. So thank you so much for anybody that gave. Um, so I am. I will take donations. I'll take. Donations. Oh, and I didn't I'll take the overflow. I, I, <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, <laughs> um, but it's I, I'm this is slowly being put behind us finally. Uh, so that's a, a very big uh, mental health strain gone mm-hmm. or you know, on its way out. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and then I just am mentally doing really well right now. And I'm kind of attributing that, I think, to I've gotten completely off of Facebook. Yeah, as well. I mean, I've been off Twitter for like a year yeah um but i this i'm looking at facebook right now it's the first time in two and a half weeks probably two weeks anyway um like for me i have realized that like social media outside of like instagram because it's just pictures like yeah i know is 
I, I think I coined the t- term. It's a they're joy vampires. Yeah, like yeah. they just for me just hey, hey, absolutely suck the joy out of my life. Yep. Um. So I've been taking a much needed break from that stuff. Yeah. And I, I realized today I'm like, I feel really good. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I I wasn't on at all today. I don't feel mega anxious I was at all. I don't yesterday. feel like. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm just in a, I'm in a good place right now, even though work is insane right now. Yeah. Um, and will be until, I don't know, February. Yep. Um, but I just, I don't know. I, it's, it's just been a, it's been a good thing. Um, yeah. I highly recommend taking major social media breaks. Yeah. Uh, for your mental health. Even, I, I think, you know, I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, it didn't affect me. I'm not sure that that's true. Yeah, you like, can't know that it doesn't affect I'm pretty you. sure that it, there's if no it way. If it doesn't affect you, then get off of it for a week. <laughs> like, yeah. let's see how that goes. Right. Uh-huh. So I, I am convinced that, like, it's taking a toll on literally everyone. On society as a whole. I mean, it really is. I mean, I, you can draw a pretty direct line between the shit that we're dealing with now and the rise of social media. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. And it's going to get worse as the Oh, it's just going to be a it's going to be a fucking disaster. We, we thought that the like, that the internet would bring people together, um, but in fact, in, in some cases it has done that, but yeah. but by and large it's actually um, just rip people rip apart. Rip people apart yeah. and and you found people like if you say I believe in a flat earth or I believe that um, there are vampire people in Washington DC, you can find a group that supports yeah. that theory yeah. and 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 they will back you up. All of your darkest, dumbest thoughts can be validated within about five seconds yeah. and two yeah. clicks. Absolutely. And it's just, it's, and that just not only just like social things, but also like, like sexuality things are just like, there's some dark and yeah. violence and yeah. there's some dark, dark shit yep. on the internet that we can be, um, uh, affected by. Yeah. Right. And I was, um, this sounds pompous. I was reading G-Jack last night. Um, it was. That's yeah. pompous. Yeah. yeah. You did it too, shut up. He, sounds like um, he has a book called Violence, and he talks about, the part I read last night was talking about words are essentially the ultimate violence. Mm-hmm. Like it, um, that's a really shitty translation of what G-Jack was saying, but. Um, yeah, so sticks and stones. Nine, he probably took nine pages it to did. say. So yeah, words break your did. bones? Words it did. It, it, it was, it's a really good read, actually. I'm really kind of enjoying it, as much as you can enjoy G-Jack. Um, yeah, he's not a light read. It's not a light read. Nor is it a hopeful read. No, it's not at all. <laughs> he sounds um, like a real Zizak off. But it, but, but <laughs> well, if that's it. not the hashtag, yeah, I got it. That's, um, that's pretty damn Zizak off. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is when you read him. It's a Zizak yeah. off. Yeah. Um. Anyway, not words that, but words are like the root of violence. I mean, that's that's where essentially it all starts. Um, and so, and social media is. Maybe the worst perpetrator of that. I mean, yeah, it, it, it just like I said, it 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 just gives you it gives. The reality is not everyone should have, of not everyone's opinion should be heard. Yeah, like because I think what it does is it gives. I was thinking about this today. I'm like, I was thinking about this as I was listening to, you know, as I'm as I'm working in in coffee shops and stuff for work, like. Strip clubs do. As I, yeah, that's right. A lot of espresso. Are they getting beat to cut now? Yeah. Yep. Um, Everybody, it's it's spread the nation. Yeah. Uh, and I'll I'll just listen to customers. Like, and there was I was working yesterday on a clover machine, and those sit the one sit it sits right at the counter. Like, yeah. 
and there was a guy on a business call like you could fucking take this in your car or somewhere somewhere else like nobody fucking cares like i mean he's talking loud about and he's using all the like you can just tell like this dude i I see this all the time in shops like people that just think they're so important i'm like none of us are important yeah you're not important Mm -hmm. i'm not either and that's great that's you are a speck of dust on a rock hurtling around the sun nothing i remember reading like you've read i've read like accounts of like astronauts and they're like that's the thing that like they get i mean they the first time they go up in space and they're orbiting the earth and they look down and they're like oh fucking nothing matters yeah, that, like, that's my whole life there all and all that's it, all of the mean, country boundaries all, it doesn't it, exist there's it, nothing exists no. like it, it's all an illusion uh-huh. like and all the shit we're fighting about they look down and they're like yeah that over what mm-hmm. and i just th- thought man like None of us are important, and that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. It's fine. I'm not important. What I do, not important. Fine. It's yep. fine. I can. And we're but not I talking can still, about self worth. And it's not. You can have self worth. And, and be okay. And it's not a, a sort of weird nihilism either, because I think I take I take like uh, it gives me actually more joy and more yeah. freedom to go. I don't have. To, I'm not important. Like yeah, I'm important no, to my children. There's nothing. That's it. There's nothing and to pursue. There's nothing to chase. There's nothing to. No. It's just it gives you the ability to be present in yeah. this moment. There's literally the nothing to moment. chase. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to do. Like, in the shit that we like in in social media has just basically made it to where everybody feels like they're important, and you're not. Yep. Your your opinion doesn't mean fucking anything. Mm-hmm. Neither does mine. Yeah, I mean, I know we have 190 fucking episodes of us, but yeah. we don't. Cur- current Michael wouldn't start this podcast. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah. I would agree with that 100. Same with me. Like, you know, I think we probably started this. We, we definitely started it because we felt we needed an outlet for our yeah, gifts, right? Which is bullshit. Yes, right. we we wanted yes. to feel important. Yeah, absolutely. It is kind of funny how that's changed, and I think all of us in the last four years yeah. or whatever is none of this none of this matters like if you like what we have to say that's fine but like it we're not important no at all mm-hmm. like not and that's and honestly getting off of social media that's one of the things that i that has taught me is just i who fucking cares nobody cares yeah. like i'm not on social media nobody gives a shit yeah. i'm not important and that's fine that's okay yep. to not have to strive to be important and that's so. that's the thing is being okay with it too. Yes, if you can if you can leave something and and not be not be missed and be okay with it, yeah. then then you are. I think it's a, it's a healthy um, display of of where your ego's at. You, you don't have to have that in order to to feel uh, some sense of worth or importance. In the ego, like it's not. Are we in foofy? Is that what no, we're no, it well feels be. like it? I <laughs> mean, yeah. yeah. I, but you know, I just. I mean, ego is not something you ever really get rid of. Like, I don't think you, I don't think, yeah, I'm not sure the goal is ever to get rid of it. There's good ego and there's bad ego. It's just what you do with it. And I think, you know, I think it was, was it Pete Holmes saying he was talking to Deepak one time and, you know, he's like, I've been to the Chopra Center and it's like pretty magnificent. And, you know, Deepak was just like, it's all play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like all of this, it's just like, and that's what this podcast is. We, we put on our ego for an hour and a half, two hours, and yeah. then we, but are we able to put it down? And yep. I think at various times throughout the last four years, each of us have had struggles with putting it away mm-hmm. yeah. at times. Um, and I just, yeah, I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, none of this matters. And that's fine. Like, I don't mean that in a, 
I know that sounds so negative to people, but I don't mean it negatively. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's beautiful, actually. It's just you it found, is what you it found is. more meaning in the present and more meaning in in realizing how finite and and, yeah. and small you are. I mean, we we argue like I, I have seen more people on social media become who are friends become enemies because of fucking what? Yeah, yeah. like. Are you serious? Because of of opinions? Yeah. Are you serious? That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, I, I just, it's amazing. And that's why I've called things like Facebook in in Twitter, like, joy vampires. Yeah. It'll just suck the joy right out yeah. of you. Like, and it can do it in, a, like, a snap of a finger, uh-huh. man. Like, you can be having a great day. You can see one thing yeah. or one comment. And, and you, you are fucked. Yep. So anyway, I know Brad, that's... I would just like to take this moment just to welcome you to the nihilist club. <laughs> it's not nihilism, dude. <laughs> Sounds like nihilist to me. Nihilist. Uh, Fuck me. Uh, I feel like I feel like Donnie. Are these are these are these men nihilists? No, no, Donnie. Oh no, are these, are these men gonna hurt us all? No, no, they're no, nihilists. nihilists. They're, they're cowards. <laughs> um where the fuck were we? Uh, yeah, we haven't done your bright you side. You haven't done oh, your bright side. side. Sorry. Um Mandalorian. Thanks, Brad. Just, just no, just no, let him go. It was, just it let was, it go. I, I did like the. I've been watching it with yeah. with Abram, my middle child, who is the the big Star Wars head in yeah. the family. Does he? How does he feel about? He it? He likes it. Yeah, and I, I mean, we've been watching it together. It's been good. And I just, I'm just saying, it, it, for I mean, it hasn't. No, I'm not justifying myself. No, Fuck it's, it. it's say fine. your do your bright yeah, side. I, I enjoyed the the Mandalorian. I've enjoyed uh, Disney Plus as a whole. I have um, enjoyed Disney Plus as a whole. I yeah, also I'm pull that trigger here, Bruce. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking eight dollars. Well, man. and you I get mean, and you get ESPN Plus and Hulu. Or that's for fourteen. Well, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I already had ESPN Plus, so it's yeah. like I might as well just roll that in. And so, I got it for just under four, I think. So not How'd a bad you deal. Do that? Uh, about six months ago, they offered a deal. Oh. You had to sign up for three years. So. Jeez. Yep. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order came out. And I freaking love that too. It's a video game on the PS4. Oh, yeah. So I've been getting into that. Um, I have a feeling. I think my kids aren't listening to this. Thank God. Um, I think we're getting that for them for Christmas. It's solid. I'm sure. It's it it's it's really really solid. It's a really fun game. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this weekend, uh, I went to a podcast event for a podcast regarding IU basketball called the Hoosier Hysterics Podcast. Um, and just a bunch of, it's focused on IU basketball, a bunch of former players came to the event, um, had interviews, all this stuff. And, um, the, uh, at the end, Bob Knight showed up and, uh, it was absolutely freaking insane. Um, so yeah, there's a video on the internet right now. We're about 15 seconds in. You can, as Bob Knight's walking out, you can hear somebody say, holy shit. That's me. <laughs> so I lost or my mind. John Belushi from and, and then he started crying. <laughs> holy shit. Uh, and another guy that was there. Um, they shoot the horse. John Laskowski. <laughs> yeah. John Laskowski started crying. And, and like, say what you will about uh, Bob Knight. He is a, a garbage human being. Yes. He but <laughs> when he really starts is. crying and, like, his former... Uh, player starts crying, dude. I I started crying too, man. Just I just had sympathy pains, man. Just I could not, could not. It was it was crazy. So, I mean, and he people thanked him, and it was it got a huge round of applause. Um, but it it was something I won't forget yeah. for sure for yeah, a very sure. very long time. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, that was my multiple bright sides. There you go. That's right. Mine was like 30 minutes long, so don't worry about it. All right. (laughs) Um, Let's go. Uh, What is that? Dude, turn that down. We got to go through the next section. Okay, go ahead. Wait, we have food? Yeah, do do we? Yeah. Way to prepare. Hey, I am prepared. This is from World Market. Oh. Um, it is on the rocks chocolate. It's booze chocolate. Booze chocolate. So these are. Uh, this is bourbon cordial. Bourbon cordials is what we got. Um, here's the margarita. If you want to pass that down. And then the last but not least is the. Uh, Hmm. That's good. I don't get a lot of bourbon in it. Weirdly Moscow enough, was the last one. Did you get a lot of bourbon out of that? No, no I didn't either. It was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. Is this one? Oh, Moscow. I need an entire package of those, but not crazy about the outside. Really, I like yeah. that. I didn't expect it to be nearly as crunchy. I kind of like that though. I don't know what that is. It's like a hard candy shell. This is margarita. Oh, like an M M&M and M shell. That's actually pretty good. Margarita? Mm-hmm. That doesn't taste like a margarita at all, but that's really good. It's really good, yeah. Just a fruity one. Is there alcohol in that? I think in theory. I don't know. I don't I've, had, I've had the uh, chocolates that have like actual, just they're just filled with scotch and stuff. These are not those. No. Because no. <laughs> those you bite into it, it's like burning alcohol. Like, Holy shit. These are not nearly as good as I'd hoped. I mean, they're good, but like they taste good. I'm just not sure there's a whole lot of alcohol to them. No. You have to eat like five packs to get a buzz. That meal's pretty good, too. Those are interesting, man. I really like those. That one, the... That's got a little bit of a lime. Yeah. Yeah, the mule reminds me of something. I'm not sure what. A lemon lime. I mean, I'll give those like a... Three. Three? Yeah. yeah. That, three that sounds about much. right. Yeah. No. They're fine. Not bad. Not. I mean, they're good, but they're not like exceptional. No. All right. All right. Let's go. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your beers. We're headed into the new speed. Stephanie Rice. She's in Rice. Red beans. She brings us a new speed this week. Uh, with the assist from Jason Rice, oh. Mr. Jason Rice. I don't think he listens. Mr. Stephanie Rice. Mr. Stephanie Rice. Red beans and Jason Rice. <laughs> yes. yes. Monsieur Rice. Monsieur Rice. Um, so uh, he requested that she request that we do this. So, <laughs> so hi, Jason. We're getting this like third hand. Yes. Third hand news. Have you ever seen that? Uh, third hand. Have you ever seen, <laughs> seen that, that not, segment? Not be confused with third arm On news. Saturday Night Live. Or where third leg news. Where there's like a drunk guy and he's like repeating the news, but he's drunk and he can't remember any of the no. details. No. It's like, <laughs> it's so great. Uh, it's it's uh, Bobby Moynihan. He's like his uncle. I can't remember what his name is. Somebody somebody Google that and send it to us because it, it's 
It's hilarious. By the I, way, I recognize Brian Posehn and Horatio Sands yes. in The Mandalorian. Yep. Actually, I didn't know that, did I didn't great. know that was Horatio Sands. I follow him on Instagram, and then he mentioned it. I was like, that was Horatio Sands? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I spent Brian both, Posehn, I definitely recognized. I spent a long time, like, what is it? Where is his voice from? Where yeah. is it? And finally it clicked. Yeah. And I Googled it and like Horatio Sands Mandalorian. Yep. Sure enough, it was there. Yep. So yep. I may have watched the first episode three times and the second episode twice. <laughs> that sounds about so. right. I'll watch it. Can you read the story? Uh, uh, so this is from Jason Rice and Stephanie Rice. Uh, Rice and Beans Incorporated. Jeffany. Third hand news. It's from Jeffany Rice. Stason. Stason Rice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's good. Stason. Yeah. It's like Jason Statham, but one word. Just Michael. <laughs> nothing like that. That's nothing like that at all. It's like Jason Statham, except not at all. All right. Statham. <laughs> Just read the guy. All right. Stuff. Ohio man uh, who was tortured and held in a dog cage stole an ambulance during escape, uh, police say. So authorities began investigating after an ambulance was stolen from a fire station in Springboro, Ohio. Hey, that's where our aunt and uncle we have, we have family in Springboro. Yeah. This was probably your uncle. Dave. No, it definitely no, wasn't. Definitely not my he uncle. He is the most straight-laced human being yeah. ever to live. Oh, well, this guy is angry. So, as he should be because he was fucking locked in a dog cage. Um, so authorities began investigating after an ambulance was stolen from a fire station. Which, how does that happen? A dude just walks up inside of a fire station, and I nobody, don't know. Apparently, somebody left keys in it. Nobody's freaking awake to see that this guy was stealing out of a fire. So station. So this is the guy that escaped. Yes. So um, he, cruiser, didn't, he didn't think to just go to the fire station and say, "Hey, I just escaped from a dog cage." I don't know. This is a bizarre story. Uh, it's a 22 year old man who happens to look like he's 45. Well, he was in a dog cage, so yeah, he, that would probably age you a little bit. Yeah. I know, well, I know it does me. When you're in the dog, <laughs> why are you in the dog? Cage? No, just keep going. I'm in the dog house now. Nope. All right. Nope. So uh, that's not how that goes. <laughs> it's a jailhouse now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Clear Creek uh, Police Sergeant Wallace Stacy. Um, oh, Wally Stace told NBC affiliate WLWT. Where news comes first in Wallace. Cincinnati. Wallace Stacy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Not to get confused with Stacy Wallace. Right, yeah, which is somebody completely different. Yeah. So the man told the police that he had been held against his will and tortured for several days Dude, that is nuts. at a home in Clear Creek, about 20 miles south of Dayton. Uh, when he was able to escape, the man to escape the man ran to the fire station and took the ambulance. Uh, the victim, who has not been identified, is recovering in the hospital in Dayton. So an investigation uh, into the kidnapping led... Uh, to the arrest of 38-year-old Christopher Edwards. Uh, according to the criminal complaint, Edwards forced the victim inside his home uh, with the help of others terrorizing and assaulting the man for days. Jesus Christ. He was restrained <laughs> and harbored in a dog cage. Like, how do you get to the point where you're like, here's what I'm going to do? Like, uh, yeah, I'm, I just, I don't... Like, I mean, what? I don't blame him for stealing an ambulance. He's probably no, that guy completely fu- no, out of his I'm, fucking I'm not mind. talking about the that guy stealing the ambulance. I'm talking about the person that thinks... Like, oh. how do you wake up one morning and go, I'm going to kidnap somebody and put them in a cage and torture them for days? Like, yeah. And who knows what kind of shit Jesus they saw. Jesus Christ. I mean, like, I get... just, I don't understand, like, wh- where's the progression? Like I said, you don't just, that doesn't just happen. 
And yeah. I mean, I think it goes back to what we talked about a couple weeks. It's just bad wiring. And it looks like I he's think it's got just, it's bad more... wiring plus trauma plus God knows what else. Man. And it wasn't just the one guy. It sounds like he had help in, in order to get yeah, this guy. How do you guy. convince somebody of that? How does that conversation start? Hey, what we yeah. ought to do is we ought to go kidnap hey, somebody. Uh, and, hey, uh, Tony. 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 Tony, I had an idea. Here's you my idea. It? I had an idea once. Really, Tom, what was it? Well, I'll tell you. It's the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, like some, like none of his friends are like, uh, you probably shouldn't do this, dude. Like, you probably ought to call this one off. Yep. Huh. So, well, that's why that. you don't do that. Yeah. So, what do you guys got? Um, thanks, Stephanie and Jason. Stathan. This is from Stason. the... Stets. What? Stason. No, it's not Stetson. That's a hat. Uh, it's also a cologne. It's also a cologne our dad used to just man, bathe in. Yeah. Your dad was a Stetson man? He was a Stetson yeah. man yeah. to the oh, bone. Yeah. He might still be a Stetson man. Be, I, I don't know. No <laughs> but, but I remember buying some Stetson gift sets for Christmas right. for him. Oh, yeah. man. Fucking Stetson. <laughs> Oh, it's like the it's like Drakkar for yeah. white. It's Drakkar for white dads. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> we should it get is. some. It's Drakkar for the over forty crowd. Oh god! Could you imagine like right now, like choosing a scent, like that you you're just no. gonna roll with for the next <laughs> till no. the sun sets. Well, my my I mean my father in law's brute to the bone yeah, still. Like, bu- 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 brute. I mean you'll you'll smell him coming down the stairs after a shower before he even gets there, man. Like nope. Oh, Pop-ups out of the shower. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, uh, from the L.A. <laughs> Times. The waff of brute. Uh, I'm going with must. From the L.A. Times, uh, what we love and hate about Gwyneth Paltrow's goop gift guide. Oh, my God. So this is almost oh, like a, this is kind of a product update. <laughs> Uh, so here's just a few of the a few of the. Uh, I think we did this last year for their their, their thing. We yeah. might have. If anybody looking for any gift ideas, go to goop.com. Not uh, not my secret Santa. Uh, so, yes. um, these are okay. There's a few. Uh, there's three things that they love. Okay, one is the Misfits Markets Misshapen Produce Delivery Service, which is twenty two dollars a month. They will mm-hmm. send you because unattractive produce so <laughs> i know right it's the brad Polly of of produce there, there, um, there are people who do this like, we have people this in the is, pub who i know do this. this is yeah. fine like i'm i'm cool with this like this yeah. is good i'm not sure about that price depends on how much you get but anyway I that's wanna, one of the things they i love. want a double-headed uh eggplant why they you love I mean? this i don't know but a brass fire extinguisher I don't even. That has to be about oh seven eight inches apart. Yeah. So a br- a brass fire extinguisher for two hundred and fifty dollars. Hmm. Uh, go get one at Walmart for like yeah, fifteen bucks a, or whatever right. it is. Uh, a salami subscription for thirteen dollars a month. Ooh, that's not bad. That was my nickname in high school. No, it wasn't. Salami <laughs> subscription. No, it, yeah, to your hand. Um, okay, so here's here's speaking of gifts from Dad. Do you remember the playing cards we got him that one year? No, that had the. They had like half naked chicks on them. What? what? You don't remember that? No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they weren't they weren't super risky, risky or anything. Oh, but God. like, the thought that we made our dad beat off to. Oh God, what were we doing? You think he beat off I to don't playing know. cards? No. I mean, I guess the internet wasn't around then, yeah. so probably. I mean, I mean somebody probably dial did, up but. was still dial up. Um, uh, where's the Queen of Hearts? <laughs> hey, hey, Mike. Where's the Queen of Hearts? Oh, I see a pixelated nipple. <laughs> All right, um, dial up was a cinematic. There, of the I wonder. The scrambled cinematic. Here's, of the here's a question. I, I wonder if there list? is like a segment of porn where you can get that effect where it's all pixelated, so you can watch like 
modern porns, but have it pixelated. I, I'm an ideas man. Somebody yeah, make that boy, happen. You sure are. Uh, let's take. You could probably find some cheap sunglasses that have like, like make everything look like, like a beer what goggles. The, what, yeah. what, no, not beer goggles. Well, beer goggles. What was the <laughs> kaleidoscope? A kaleidoscope. Yeah. yeah, you could do that. It'd be the same thing. Uh, yeah, okay. pretty much. Can I finish this, please? Yeah. Uh, things they hate. Cody, the storytelling robot, for 125. dollars What? Uh, American heirloom walnut like walnut kids. base cake stand. Okay, how much do you think that would be? Four fifty. So it's it's no, made it's, of walnut, like the yeah, wood. Yes. Okay. It's ninety dollars. That's less than I thought. Um, they were like, "When is it, when was the last time anyone used a cake stand?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was my mother back in nineteen ninety four. A dehydrated calvicious caviar bar. Okay. Okay. Ninety nine dollars. I got ninety nine pro- problems. So here's that. here's where it goes. <laughs> Caviar com- bar. Here's where it goes completely off the fucking rails. Uh, Please be an egg. Please be an this egg. This is the, the under, they've called this things that make us go hmm. Uh, Ember travel mug. It's travel mug. All right. Okay. One hundred eighty dollars. Just a mug for a fucking travel. Oh, is mug. it one of those ones that heats up? I okay. It's one hundred eighty dollars, Michael. Yeah, it's stupid. I think they sell those at Starbucks. <laughs> The Ember. But not for $180. They don't sell for that much, but it's like... They're $150 at Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, Low prices. A book by photographers Esther and David, uh, $75,000. A book of photographs. That's like something they should put on there. $75,000. Go with the free BJ. Oh, no, no, no. So here's what it is. Okay, no, no, no. Uh, So this is what it is. These two photographers... Will follow you around on your vacation with oh. cameras, taking pictures of you, and then make it into a, an album. That's seventy five thousand dollars. Plus, you got to probably pay for their flights and shit. Okay, this is this is unreal. A uh, lunar rock edition of Norman Mailer's book Moonfire, meteorite included, Ooh. for four thousand dollars. Four thousand two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. Jeez. And somebody's going to buy that. 200. Nobody's going to fucking Yes, buy they that. will. Do you have any know, idea man. how wealthy some people I don't are? Have you not watched that, the are if people, people are that they're wealthy, a, they're not going to goop to buy shit. They have you would watched just one to episode say they of Antiques Roadshow in your life? People and then uh, the, the, the most expensive thing, uh, the Journey to Nature's Edge Expedition from Momentum Adventure. Okay, it's a dozen trips focused on endangered species to be taken a month at a time or all at once. Depending on how much paid time off you have, like if you can afford this, you, you don't. You don't. There's work. no such thing as you paid don't time work. off. Yeah. All of your time is paid time off. Here's an idea. I got um, an idea for a goop idea. The, can he just finish this? It's first? a crystal skull. Any, any Indiana Jones crystal skull replica? Matt, the size any of any an guesses egg. on how much that costs? It's it's upwards. Got to be upwards of like a million for your vagina. One point three million. Yeah, dollars. it has to be. And they were like. So, like, why not just give that money to an endangered species, like, yeah. organization? Yeah. <laughs> oh, because you're rich. You got it. Okay. It's the same thing. These for- are the people, by the way, these are the people that can buy this shit that, are, that got a massive tax break. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think You pay a higher tax yeah. rate than they do now. Yeah. Congratulations. For the first time ever. Thanks, yeah. Trump. God. Isn't just him either. Oh, God. <sighs> All right. I was going to do another one. We don't have time. So. Right. Did you do one, Matt? Nope. All right. Chop, chop. Special South African gin company infuses their alcohol with elephant dung. Oh. Ew. No. Stop. Why? South Africa. Makers of a South African gin infused with elephant dung swear their use of animals' <sighs> excrement is no gimmick. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, the, is it not? The creators of Enlovu Jin, Lisa and Paul Ainsley. Mm. Or less, oh, less, you, less than Paul Ainsley. So, the faintest Toussaint of asshole. <laughs> Stumbled across the idea a year ago after learning the elephants eat a variety of fruits and flowers and yet digest less than a third of it. Quote, as a consequence, in the elephant dung, you get the most amazing variety of these botanicals. You know, yeah, yeah. You know what? Take a God. spoon and eat a sack. Eat a pile of elephant shit. They pick, they pick it up by hand with no gloves. Dude, uh, fuck me, man. Why don't we let the elephants do the hard work of collecting these botanicals and we'll make gin from it? Oh, man. Uh, her idea came from a safari during which a wildlife ranger described an elephant's digestive process. Weeks later, he said, his wife woke up in the middle of the night with the inspiration. Okay, I said sleepily. Let's give this a bash. Let's see how it works out. Like, that's the conversation in the middle of the night. Hey, I want to make gin out of elephant shit. <laughs> elephant shit gin. Oh, okay. Sounds good, honey. I'm going back to bed. The first batch of elephant dung came by mail from the park. Came by mail. Boy, that's support delivery guy. Where they had taken their safari, then the couple, both, both scientists. all the worms out of Came it by mail. The Matt Polly story. Um <laughs> You came by mail. <laughs> they described the gin's flavor as is lovely, wooded, almost spicy, earthy, as shit. In other words, is. I'm guessing barnyardy would yeah. be a, a pretty good. The gin good, bottles uh, are marked with the date and coordinates of where the elephant dung was collected, so you're able to compare almost oh different vintages God. of the gin. <laughs> about five after about five sizable bags of dung are collected for a batch. I love of, how they're treating this like honey. Like yeah. <laughs> For a batch of three to four thousand bottles of gin, that's five bags of dung. We'll get three to four thousand bottles of gin. Um, no, we're not trying this on the podcast no. before anybody. No, no, hard pass. No, uh, yeah, that's um, the bottles sell for around uh, thirty-two dollars. That's really so, thought that would be more expensive. Yeah, actually, seems like I guess there's a lot of elephants. So. Well, it's five hundred rand in South Africa, so whatever <laughs> oh, that conversion rate is. I mean, um, do you go upstairs, buddy? It's like three gold Kruger ends. <laughs> Something like that. Or with that money the uh, guy from Lethal Weapon used. That's why um, Donald Trump Jr. killed that dinosaur. <coughs> I mean, what? elephant. Same thing. <laughs> Would it make gin out of it? Yeah. Um, Just going to cut the uh, botanicals right out of it. You know what their motto is, right? What? <laughs> Let's get shit-faced. <laughs> it should be. Oh, she brought me nuggets. <laughs> Hey, uh, thanks, babe. Hey, can I have one of those? Nope. Let me have one of those. Nope. It's my dinner. All right, ready anyway. for the next one? Yeah. You selfish right. son of a bitch. No, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't get uh, him. <laughs> thanks, Beth. All right. Uh, oh, no, I'm good. good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to read one just because of the title. This is a title of one. These are good. We don't even ha- you don't have to share it on the internet. It's fine. But here's the title for this article. Lay off me. I'm starving. It's from universetoday.com. Uh, something twice the size of Earth slammed into Uranus and knocked it over on its side. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, that was that was my honeymoon. No, uh, it wasn't. No. God, those are hot. I as think it was fun. like what ten year material there. Spicy nuggets. Boy, those are yeah. Warm. They've they've upped the they, when they brought them back. They upped the heat on them. Wow. Right. This segment and maybe he has a point. Um. So a prisoner who briefly died argues that he served his life sentence. That dude, I've seen. That. I, yeah, yeah. I, you can't that. fault the dude's logic. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't fault his logic no. unless you're a judge, and yeah. then you go, mm, "Yeah, I don't know about that." Yeah. So he he died, and they brought him back, and now he wants free because you know he woke up. Ta da! Yep. So I don't get life sentences. 
Um, they put him away for life. I understand. I understand that. It's but cheaper like, than just execution say, and more humane. Just say a hundred years. Casey lives to be a hundred and forty. You know, you never know. I know when they say life, you die in prison. Yes. Like yeah. I don't care how long you live, you die in prison. Is that how that works? I see. I, th- yes. I have less of a problem with saying life in prison than when they give somebody three hundred and twenty years in prison or yeah. something like. What four consecutive life sentences? Guys, you don't know where yeah. science is headed. It's possible. That just means that dude, like, there's no parole. Like, they're not getting yeah, out. Right? Like, Absolutely. When they yeah. finally build the Matrix, he's going to go to jail in the Matrix <laughs> for a consciousness. The only reason, the only reason they do that is because each, each sentence carries a, a certain weight, and they have to sentence each crime. Yeah, I so. get it. I just think. Okay, All right, so here's I, my, I know what you're saying. And yeah. here's my real uh, newsfeed, and we're going to do it until we we run out of time. Uh, it's called hilarious examples of toilet graffiti. Um, here's one. It says, we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. And then right below it, it says, we vandalize things that aren't ours with quotes we didn't write to impress people <laughs> to taking shits. Um, here's another one. It says, Be- beware of limbo dancers. And it's point with an arrow pointed down below the stall. <laughs> That's pretty good. One, it, this bit one is above the toilet seat pointing down. And it says, the ministry of magic. <laughs> That's kind of like that. That's pretty good. And this one says, uh, don't beat me up, Scotty. I'm having a shh. And then, then the S to the line just goes straight <laughs> up to this. Um, <clears throat> this is uh, this is on the toilet bowl this, or the toilet uh, paper dispenser. And it says, pull for arts degree. <laughs> I mean, we are talking to a couple artists tonight. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, uh, since writing on bathroom walls is done neither for critical acclaim nor financial gain, it is the purest form of art. That's <laughs> <laughs> the voice of the people, man. Uh, if you feel powerless, just remember that a single one of your pubic hairs can shut down an entire restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the coat hook, it's sometimes you're an elephant, so you can hang your your coat on the bathroom elephant. Um <laughs> Uh, this is uh, says dance like no one is watching, poop like no one is here, and this is in a bathroom with no mirrors. Uh, so there's no mirrors. As you can see the sinks and the the soap dispensers, and it says just assume you look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is written in a stall. It says our butt cheeks have touched the same surface. We are brothers. We are one. <laughs> I think that's what Ram Dass was actually talking about. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I wrote on the wall, take that society. Uh, <clears throat> this one says haikus are easy, but sometimes they don't make sense. Refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a list of things I hate. Number one, vandalism. Number two, lists. Number three, irony. Number four, lists. Number five, repetition. <laughs> F, consistency. Inconsistency. That might be my winner. And someone uh, spelled out F word, but it's F dash word. <laughs> um, so, someone else wrote, your mom is a nice lady. And right below it, somebody else wrote, your father is proud of you. <laughs> uh, do you idealize your past or see it as broken? Why? And below it in a different colored Sharpie, it says, dude, I'm just trying to take a shit. <laughs> Another one is on a urinal. And uh, at the top of the urinal, there's like a little platform 
you know, that comes out on the, yeah. you could set your Diet Coke there if you're gross. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, you're a, if you're a garbage person. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Somebody, not taking somebody, it in the bathroom. Somebody did a hand. Great League episode oh, about is, where man. he creates the thing to set your sandwich outside uh-huh. the bathroom. It's, it's literally a milk crate. Yeah. Someone drew a hand from the wall pointing towards you, and it just says LOL. Are we still doing this, Michael? Yeah. Can we take a break uh, so we can get something to drink before we do yeah. the interview? Yeah, this one says... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's yeah, eight yeah. more. Yeah, here's uh, nine more. Yeah. No baptizing, please. It's in a, in a sink. <laughs> um, this one. This is the last one. Right. And it's like... So they have obviously written something on this wall before. It's been painted over. And so it's like brown paint originally, then white paint over it. It says... Uh, on top of the white paint, it says, They paint these walls to hide my pen. But this shit house poet strikes again. <laughs> so. All right. Without further ado, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk to some dudes here in a second. So let's go further up, further in. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Further up, further up, further in. Yeah. Yeah. Justin and Scott, are you there? No, <laughs> we know. We know yes. Scott's not making it. So, no, unfortunately, Scott, Scott is dead to us. So, we get. We need to title this an interview with <laughs> Justin and Blank. Yeah, no one. The ghost of Scott Erickson. Even better. Yeah. Can, do you speak is, on behalf I, of Scott? Is that I something can't, you can do? I can't. Well, that's the thing. I'm. I. I don't know if it's contractual or not, but I can write something up real quick. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see how. It, we'll, I mean, we do have questions prepared for him, so he, if he is listening, he should feel a little bit bad about it. Um, but, but it's fine. It's fine. Life happens. We get it. Yeah, he is in between. He's he's doing this. Uh, you guys probably know some of what he's up to with the with the say yes show. He's in between yeah. runs, and they they're friends giving thing tonight. So, he uh, is every reason to not be around. I wish he was here. This is a great podcast, by the way. Oh. I caught you guys. Um, through uh, a, a few different kind of listens and oh, love what you guys, like super, super love what you guys do and love the, the more so than content, I mean, the con- more so than like what, like the, the, the guts of conversations, but like the angle, the mood, uh, a huge fan. That's I'm, good. Cause I'm, we have no content. That's always a nice way for me to say that. We guys don't really <laughs> talk about shit. But I like the way you said we don't talk about shit, but we do talk about shit from time to time. <laughs> yeah, li- literal. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, um, so can I just tell you that that so um, we we got the email asking uh, if we would be interested in having you on our podcast, and the answer was yes. Obviously, I can remember um, listening to your music. I, it's been so we were all at one point in time we were for, former in a, in a dark dark history. We were we led worship. <laughs> At different times, and so I'm super familiar with your work. Um, Interesting. So small, small, small world. Um, but but are you still doing music, or is this is as books your thing, or, or or is it both? Or tell it's us about Justin McRoberts. Now. Who the hell are yeah, okay. you? Yeah, so I put music on the back burner for a good long time because I'm a 45 year old white guy with two kids. Like it's not my cultural moment with rock and roll. So. Yeah. Uh, Good for you. Yeah. I think we can shut the podcast down now because that is a fantastic response. So, um, it just like 
uh, I just haven't cared to do it. It's not like it's not effective. Like I can see writing like the stuff I do now. I write I, I write books. Uh, I help coach like artists and pastors. I do events. I, I run my own podcast. Like these are for the most part things I can see doing into my 60s and 70s. Like I can't see like investing a whole lot of time in music. Yeah. Uh, though especially the way I did for the first 17 to 20 years of my career like into my 60s and I don't want to spend a bunch of time now doing shit I can't see myself doing 15 years from now. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. So really only I just I oddly enough like I just did this Kickstarter thing to fund uh, one musical project that I know I want to do that has a particular significance to history. Uh, but it's not like hey, this is a thing the world needs per se. It's like yeah, this has got like there's a really we can get into it if you want to, but there's like a really specific moment that this kind of goes to and then some personal and, and cultural landing points. But that's like the only thing that's going to draw a musical project out of me is it's got to be like deeply like personal, meaningful. It's just not it's not a central part of my vacation anymore, which is fine. I had a great run. Is it the sequel to Hamilton? Is that what you wrote? <laughs> Hamilton. I'm playing. I mean, so I'm going to do. Uh, I mean, like, what if, what if, what if you did the same thing to Hamilton, and then like all, all of, all of the roles were gender specific. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, from the lens take, of a white guy. Right. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. Like, I'm countercultural. You should do one for uh, Lincoln. It'd have a have a pretty pretty wild ending. <laughs> pretty abrupt. Wild, yeah. wild and pretty. Very explosive. <laughs> God, it ends in a bang. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh gosh, we've been drinking, and I apologize for that. <laughs> uh, well, I'm actually not even remotely tipsy, so well, this is just me. I was just, I was just <laughs> assuming that our our <laughs> that's just an excuse was, we use when we're terrible human beings. Yes, yeah, we're terrible human yeah. beings. <laughs> that's it. Because you normally do kind of a go around, like, what are you having? Do you do, you do that uh, just, like, you normally kind of, like, this is what you've had, this is what you're having, this is what you're into. You kind of, yeah. you we, do that. We do, do it. Only do the stew or no? Uh, sometimes. What are you drinking? Okay. Uh, right now, this is the, the Stone, the Double, it's the Fear Movie Lions uh, Double IPA. It's fantastic. They're not, they don't do bad beer at Stone. They just... What's the Keep one that we up. had that they had that we had recently that I loved? Uh, Tangerine Express. No, it wasn't that one. It was uh, ah, damn, it. I don't remember. It's it was like a, it's been a while since we've had stone. No, anyway, yeah, I, don't I don't remember what it was. It, it was, was delicious. It was good. Yeah, we're drinking uh, Taxman. I'm drinking Taxman. Um, the holiday tax holiday. It's a local beer. Oh, we should so we should good. send some of that out there well we i bought the last two it, cans well they've got more michael <laughs> well, it wasn't the last two cans that they made it's not the last two cans in the state all right we'll send some to justin but not scott <laughs> yeah and don't share any with scott oh, don't yeah. save him one oh, god it's getting worse <laughs> yeah remind us we'll uh, get your address at the yeah, end yeah when we're all done we'll totally we'll send you some indiana beer man it's this is stuff. one of the best breweries in the state by far so I'll do that. Did you? Are you talking about the Tropic, the, the Tropic of Thunder Lager? Is that the one you had? No, it wasn't that one either. I don't remember what it was. God, what was it? Called? That's gonna try me. Oh, Notorious P.O.G. Oh yeah, is that what it's called? That's been a while. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it was the Notor- It was that. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's know. good. Anyway, yeah, it was good. Got it. Yeah, that's we're also it. drinking uh, Bellmead Bourbon, Sherry Cask Bourbon, and so it's really freaking good too. Yeah. Is your is that your like your everyday bourbon? 
or is that a, a kind of the special event uh, thing? Like all bourbon is our everyday. Yeah, like, we like, we have a fairly extensive liquor collection. Is that your special? You book a you book a, book a podcast, and half the guests show up. <laughs> yes, that special event. So it's like a it's like a sort of a special <laughs> bourbon. Yeah. Yes. Um. Okay. So, um, brief overview of of who is we've touched on this a little bit, but. Who, who is Justin McRoberts? Uh, and I, for, for our listeners, who is it's Scott Erickson, too? Yeah. Um, Scott is um, a, a performing painter, storyteller, um, like, a, like a spiritual formation. He's actually uh, wrapping up his uh, a, a study in spiritual formation, <clears throat> spiritual direction. For the last... 10, 12 years, he's been really intentionally developing what he calls a, a visual vocabulary or a visual lexicon for the practice of faith. Um, he's he's done he's done two really great um, one man shows. The one he's touring on right now is called Say Yes. Uh, both of which have a lot to do with like the intersection of mental health and community and spiritual practice. Um. The, the first one was called We Are Not Troubled Guests, which is also fantastic. He still does that some. Say Yes is a far better show just because he's getting better at it. Yeah. Um, and he and I put together this book, uh, two books, uh, both on the practice of prayer. I spent from 90, 98, 99 until about 2004, 2008 or so, primarily playing music. And then I talk a bunch and so uh, that's like the music thing became storytelling, which became books, which like it, it, meanwhile, like I planted a church in 98. So I helped pastor a church in Concord, California. And so I just uh, I try to help people connect with themselves, with other people, with the divine. And but I'm more of a words person. So he and I got together. I was the words part of it. He was the images part of it. And we wanted to do something a little bit different in the direction of spiritual practice. And so we uh, put together a book called Prayer, 40 Days of Practice, which is out like couple years ago and then just dropped this one called may it be so which is kind of in the same direction yeah. that's us that's awesome uh, so my my brother saw scott um in nashville and really really loved the show um and then our, our yeah. friend hillary mcbride went recently and and she seemed like she really enjoyed it as well and she apparently yeah. enjoyed this book too because she uh wrote some kind words about it she did yeah, it was really, really. She does some phenomenal work, and so it was a, it was an honor for her to, to not only pick it up but like it and say things publicly about it. That's awesome. when you know your friends are actually your friends, as they say that publicly to other yeah. people. Hey, this <laughs> yeah. is actually pretty good. Um, so, um, why, why a book on the on the Lord's Prayer? So this is like you said, this is a, a sequel, if you will, um, from your first book, your first collaboration. Uh, why, why on the Lord's Prayer? Yeah, well, I feel I felt like like Spielberg's, you know, his thing was was you know you know, New Hope was great, uh, but Empire was better. So I really wanted to give that a crack. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, honestly, like so we did this thing on prayer. It was and we didn't know at the time. Like we were just hey, we're gonna put together a book and see how it goes. And we didn't have like big dreams about the thing, but it, folks really did resonate with it. And we started. Um, we entered into and started a little bit of a conversation among some people about the practice of prayer. And if we're going to talk about prayer in the, in the, in any kind of Christian ish context, 
uh, it's somewhat important to get into some of the things, the very few things that Jesus would have said about prayer. And this is one of the, like the clearer moments when these adult men, after growing up around religion their entire lives, like stop and turn around and they look at Jesus and like, we don't know what the hell we're doing. Can you can you help us with this? And he offers this thing called the Lord's Prayer. We wanted to kind of take that moment and do something different with it. Because there are a billion books that are about like, hey, here's what the Greek is and here's et cetera. And this is what this word might mean. What we wanted to do with it was what we'd done with prayer before, which is I, I, I'm, I'm less concerned with like what the Greek is and what the history is, et cetera. I'm more concerned about what these words do in you as a person. Like when you pray our father, like what happens in your guts? And so that's what we wrote the book around. It's what I, I did the writing part, Scott did the imagery. It's like, what happens in you when you engage with this prayer? Because that's probably, at least culturally right now, a little bit more important than you getting what the Greek is. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, one of the things you said in the intro, which really resonated with me, is uh, you say that this book is not, quote, content. Um, yeah. I, I love that. I fucking love it. Um, can you explain what you meant? Yeah. So like I've been doing, I'll, I'll work backwards. What I'm, what, you know, what I go, I think I go on to say in, in the introduction is like real content is the ongoing ever present conversation between you and the divine or what's ha what's happening in a human being is actual content. You like, you are the thing and what's happening in you it's contained in you. You are the content. What's going on in your soul is actual content. And that insofar as anything I do either helps or clarifies or heals or challenges what's happening in you, that makes what I do worth it. So like who gives a shit how good a book is or how cool a book is or how, like how powerful a record is. Like it doesn't what, – what makes any of that stuff worth it is the resonance it has in, in the hearts, the minds, the souls, the relationships of those who ingest it and take it into their lives. So much of the way I have experienced spirituality and spiritual training, particularly in a Christian context, it's like the sermon is the thing and you got to get that sermon – in you so that you can live better or this book is the thing or the you know the the songs are the thing and we end up i end up disillusioned and disassociated from my own spiritual life because like it's not the thing the sermon is worth a damn if it actually stirs the activity or clarifies the activity of god already at hand in my life we wanted to actually do like create tools that lent itself to that understanding of spiritual practice. That's actually what's going on in you that matters. That's what we meant by this book is in content. It's a tool. You're the content. So, you know, the book is, has, you know, Scott's art in it, which is, yeah. it's such a, it's such a unique style yeah. that he does. It's very, very simple. It's almost like modern iconography. Yeah. <laughs> essentially that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and it then, is. And then you said yeah. you wrote the words. Did you, did you guys talk about what you were going to write or did you sit and look at each image and kind of pull from that, you know, uh, essentially what they are is kind of like benedictions a little bit next sure. to each image that you wrote. I mean, did you, did you guys talk through that or did he give you the image and you just wrote? So the first time around I'd been doing uh, like every night for about four years, uh, Twitter and Facebook, I would, I would uh, every day through the course of Lent, I would write these short prayers. Oh, nice. And I watched, and I watched folks like resonate, and and specifically watch folks who are like, kind of 
detangling themselves from religion, like the crowd of folks who were reacting to and responding to these prayers over the course of like three or four years were folks who just didn't, they didn't have a place or didn't want a place in like institutionalized places of religion. And so when I went to Scott, I already had these prayers and said, you know, if I'm going to make something of this, it needs to not just be words because people are sick to death of words. Yeah. So how can we, how do we make a thing? I'm going to pare down the words so that they're fewer. Um, would you be willing to pair images? So the first book was pretty much Scott pairing his imagery to, uh, to my prayers and my words. The second time around was, was mostly like that, but there are like 10 or 12 in there that like, uh, I had some stuff that I had written. A character worked like, I had some stuff that I had written. I passed it on to Scott. And then when he, uh, when he illustrated from it, I watched, I saw what he had done and it kind of reinformed that prayer. And so I reshaped it. Okay. So it ended up being a little bit more of a conversation this time around. Um, so, um, I'll be forthright. So I'm not super into like Christianity at the moment. Um, like I'm not anti-Christian by any means, but like uh, I'm definitely in the spiritual realm of things. So I, I read the book with through that through that lens. So just so you get an idea yeah. of where I'm at. Um, so uh, while um, this book it's a work of art. Uh, it's also super practical and, and that's what I like, like the most about it. It wasn't just like, you need to do this, this, and this. It's super practical. Uh, you include guided prayers, contemplative imagery, meditations, suggestive, uh, suggested practices, um, or suggestive. Yes. Very suggestive practices. Um, Awfully suggestive. Yes. That's so that's gonna be the bonus edition that comes, the deluxe edition. So I, I yeah. still feel connected to the Christ consciousness, to to um, the God, God as the ground of being. Like that is still something I connect yeah. with. Um, you say that that you're offering a change of scenery. Uh, could you talk mm-hmm. about why why that is important that we do? Um, and, and the next question really is: Can you talk about the importance of incorporating art into this into our spiritual practice? Mm-hmm. Why is it? so important to, to mix that up. How did you come to uh, that conclusion? Well, let me go to the first thing first, like like part of what art does. So and Scott does a great job of communicating this when people ask him about it. And um, so I'll pretend I'm Scott for a second. Like once, so someone goes to see a painting and this works with poetry as well, but it, like visual art does a little bit more effectively because it's more disorienting. But uh, you know, you, when you, you go to a painting and the, let's say the artist is standing next to the painting. You're at this gallery. There's the artist. And you go to the artist and be like, so what's this about? Like, that's a fine question. That's okay. But a better question we would suggest is like, well, wh- what's it doing in you? Like when you look at this like half blank sheet and it's got these images, like what happens in you? That's actually a better question. So part of the change of scenery is like, do you know where you're already standing? Like that's part of the change of scenery. It's like you, you're going to live where you live and your life is going to look the way it looks. The scene, part of the change of scenery is like pay attention to what's actually happening in your own, your own soul as opposed to trying yeah. to like land all these conclusions outside of you while meanwhile there's just chaos happening between your theological conclusions and the way you spend your freaking money. So what, is this, what does this work do in you becomes kind of the reorientation. And that's what visual art or, or like actually really well-written work specifically poetry actually does is it reorients the question towards the reader like what's happening in you it's yeah. not a matter of what this means it's like what's it unearthing in 
you. That's that was the that for us was like that's what we really want to be doing with this work. We want to trust the existing work of the divine among people, as opposed to feel like we've got to lead you to really specific conclusions about shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and, and I I I appreciate the um, the movement towards. Uh, more non-traditional ways of connecting with the divine. I, I, I thought that was really great in, in the book was um, that you do change it up. And I think um, we're, we're so quick to, hey, in what you said earlier, just reading the words. I mean, it's more than just words. And you you yeah. uh, you challenge the reader to, 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 to take different steps, not necessarily um, not, not saying you, ha- you know, go out and witness to somebody, not anything like that, but more like, <laughs> you know, um, like we try to witness steps. to you every yes. week and yeah, it just doesn't work. Um, so, so I'm, I'm constantly looking for new concepts and, uh, t- to add to my spiritual practice. Can you talk about, um, your individual spiritual practice or, uh, in Christianese, um, how's the word, how's the, how's the Lord working on your heart? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> So, um, I try to, so I, I am, uh, legitimate, not like in the comedic way people tend to throw it. I'm a legitimately ADHD. Um, and, um, that can be a real gift (laughs) in some ways. Um, and like, it's not always just like, oh my gosh, you're ADHD. You'll never get anything done. Part of it is that like, um, I get to redirect my attention multiple places. And so spiritually, like spiritual practice, I, I do legitimately get bored of things. Yeah. Um, and so, so having the, so one, having the freedom to actually change things up, like my, I'm constantly in transition. Like what's working for me right now, what's working for me is, uh, so I get up in the morning at about four 15, I'm in my, I'm in my little office space at four 30 and I sit quietly for about, for about 20 minutes and, and then I'll write just a crack of my laptop and I write for about 45 minutes and then I'll close the laptop. Um, and then I'll, and then, and then I will like think through, like just sit through all the words that I just put out and like, like what attached itself to my soul. So it's like, there's stuff happening to me. The whole morning cautiousness is just stuff that's going on in my head. I'm clear in the morning. I write through it as much as I can for about 45 minutes. And then I'll just sit quietly and pay attention. Like what got stirred up in me. And then I'm like, done. Amen. Yep. And that's like like the one really specific spiritual practice that I'm doing regularly. Now, in the past, like, like it would be things like uh, getting out like in the summer. I'm out on a like a long walk if I can. Or like jogging has been a great spiritual practice for me. Um, but that's the, then I get I just I just kind of get. It, like I get into the rut. And I, what I recognize now that I didn't know before is like <laughs> And it happens to adults all the time. It's like, I don't hear from God anymore. I don't feel connected to the divine because you've been doing the same shit for 20 years. Like, <laughs> like, like homie, like when you were 15, that worked for you. Cause you were like all about this, that, but you don't pray in your twenties the way you did when you're a teenager. You yeah. don't pray in your thirties the way you do. Then you get kids and no one prays with, as an adult with children, the way they did before they had kids, you got a mortgage, like your life changes, your soul changes. And the mistake we tend to make is like, oh, so there's something wrong with me. There's something, yeah. like, I'm somehow yeah. like, and there's but guilt no, it's associated not. It's with that. And there's a ton of guilt associated with it. It comes from like this heavily market driven, like you have to have this devotional tool. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, you don't. <laughs> like, 
what it is is like no bro you you, you changed the the tool stopped working because your life is different so find a different tool same same my wife and i've been, been married for 20 years i don't date her <laughs> the same. I mean, we've been married for 20 years. Like it's like, oh, you got got to go on dates. And my wife and I are like, we're tired at night. We're not gonna yeah, go exactly. out. If we're done. Like yeah. no. So it's like we go to breakfast every once in a while. We're like, find some time in the afternoon to sit. Like it just your life changes. So find different ways to connect. So like the change of scenery thing. A lot of it has to do with like, dude, your soul is different. Your life is different. So you reorient your practices. Change up your tools. I like it. Yep. Um. Okay, so um, it's been a minute since I've reflected on the Lord's Prayer. Yep. Uh, I was in the, the initial reading, and I realized that you in the book you said you didn't want to talk about this, but we're going to talk about it. I'm going to ask you, and you can, you can say what you said in the book. That's fine. Um, so I was struck at, at how it identifies with God as a male or masculine yep. language. Um, yep. And I know that can be problematic for some of our listeners. Um, yeah. Can you talk about your decision to leave it the way that it is? Sure. So I'm a I'm a I'm a white male. I've got a son um, who is nine, and most of my fatherhood, most of my parenthood, is fatherness. I lost my dad in uh, well, I lost my dad when he's 55 because he shot himself in the mouth because he was tired of trying to keep up with the Joneses. So my spiritual, emotional framework and journey is deeply male. I'm a male. So that's how I understand that I like it's been a masculine yeah. male journey. So that's how I understand and perceive God. It was a massive shift for a lot of folks. It is a massive shift for a lot of folks to recognize God as any shape of like personhood as opposed to like just this kind of a weird ethereal sort of nothingness. Now, this per it's helpful for me. It's really helpful for me. That doesn't make it generally correct. Yeah. What it makes it is like helpful for me. Um, so for, for folks who, when I say it, in the, we do it a little bit in the book is like, if that's not, if like, like when you pray or you, if you read our father and you get to the word father and you're just like, uh, like wrecked by that and you just can't even get any further. I think a loving divinity would be like, fuck it, fine, move on. What do you want to do? Like, how, yeah. how, like, cool. I'm, I'm like, I'm not super concerned with that. So Christina Cleveland does this wonderful work around the personhood of God that we, we that we freak out about, you know, God is male, but we say, well, well God is not male. God's not, God is neither gender. <laughs> They're like, okay, so God, the mother, oh my gosh, no. Like, like, <laughs> it's like, what, are you serious about that or not? So like for me, and that's why I've tried to do it in the book, I had to do, I, I could not do the, I could not write this book the way Christina Cleveland, who y I, like y'all should absolutely have on as a guest. She would, you would, she would murder on the show, but, right. um, Duly noted. but like, uh, but like I couldn't write the book like Christina would or, or, or my friend Cameron Deason like who just wrote a phenomenal book called this is my body. It's entirely about like waking up to her feminism. I can't write that book. I can write my book and then I can say, this is my corner of spiritual practice. What was her I name? felt like that was, what was her name? Sorry. I want to get that. The too. second was, yeah, Cameron Deason Hannon. It's a great book called This Is My Body. She was on my podcast uh, a, a few months ago and um, just one of my favorite episodes ever. And what's your but podcast like she, called before we forget? It's called it's called at C, like the at symbol. I got all artsy with it, so it's hard to find. It's at the at symbol and then C S E A. Yeah, I know. 
Etsy. Okay. It's just yeah. Good. As opposed to past, as opposed to the word pastures, which is really searchable. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Touche. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but so like I needed to be like I needed to do the thing that was like authentic to my own journey. So when yeah. I when I associate with God, it was like I, God is very much like a father to me because I've needed that since I lost my dad, and I want to be that to my to my son and my daughter. But that's me and my journey, and it doesn't have to be yours. If that doesn't work for you, yeah, yeah. like almost anything else in prayer, ditch it. Yeah. Um, one, one of the, the prayers that I think of, I forget what the, the type of prayer it is, but it, with the concept of, uh, when you kind of, uh, um, meditate on the idea of God as father, uh, and then God is not father. And then, and then you meditate on God is not, not father, um, mm. for, for God is so much more. I, I, I think, I think there's some, some, uh, something to be learned from that kind of meditative practice where you focus on God as a the father, then you focus on God as not the father. And then you yep. focus on God as not, not the father. Um, yes. you know, so I don't no, know. I love that. And to go back to, to, to put maybe some, again, some better, um, I don't know, some better handles, theological handles on this. Some of the work Christina Cleveland does is really inform me. And so far as like what, what we make in the Christian story, we make, Unfortunately, the incarnation of Jesus about his maleness as opposed to simply his humanity. Yeah. Like the God becomes person. It's not so much God becomes male, but the God becomes person is actually the story. The incarnation shouldn't just be about masculinity. It should be about personhood. And again, her work around this is, is really deeply informative. It's unlocked a lot of stuff for me because like I got folks around me who like, don't want anything to do with dads. Yeah. But they want to have a lot to do with the divine. And I just again, I can't see a loving divine person getting super locked up on the specific words and phrases you're using to get there. Right. Um, so I don't I don't want to go too far into the book, but we're, is it okay if we talk about prayer one? Sure. Okay. Uh, so, so prayer one, I felt like it, it was, it was a, uh, and the reason I don't want to get into it because spoiler alert, he basically rewrites uh, Left Behind, and there's a there's a plane yep. crash and there's it's insane. <laughs> uh, Nick Cage shows up, saves the day. It's awesome. Uh, no, but Nick Cage's ghost <laughs> yes. shows up. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, prayer one, um, I felt like it was a great start, and, and uh, it's something uh, that. Uh, uh, as as for um, people who identify as male and who are also white, uh, need to hear um, the may I offer help more readily and joyfully than I offer critique. Um, the prayers I feel like are mantras. Uh, is basically mm. two different words that more or less mean the same. Um, that that can be repeated throughout the day. Um, what was. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that one specifically? Um, yeah. 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 So for you mean my, like where it comes from for me. Yeah. Yeah. For you. Um, you, I mean, you're picking it up. Like I, I just, I can talk forever. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's uh, I just have a lot of, I have a lot of words in my head. I've got opinions about, or it's easy for me to form opinions about everything. <laughs> so again, 20 years ago, I planted a church 
with a good friend of mine in downtown Concord, California. And we did it because of the core of us, like we really wanted to help people. And then along the line, you know, the, some of what gets exposed is like, yeah, sure. I want to help people, but there's this other kind of darker corner of my mind that like, I really want to shape people, but not in a way that like I'm recognizing what, you know, their shape of like, I want the, I want to make the world in the way I want to make the world. Yeah, and that's part yeah. of why I did what I did. And where I found where, where I fail as a pastor, as a friend, as a, as a dad, where I fail as a writer is when I, I predicate my actions, my critique, my work on my particular, uh, like disassociated, unrelational, disembodied vision of the world. Instead of orienting any, anything I do, and this comes back to the whole idea that you are the content is like, okay, what's happening in you? What's happening in this city? What's happening in Concord, California, where we're planting this church? Um, that we could come alongside and, and actually help as opposed to just do a thing because we have a vision. So like this prayer, this mantra for me, like I- I'll watch, uh, like I'll watch friends, neighbors, sisters, brothers, like live lives and I'll have massive problems. Just, there's no getting around like the, that judgmental, like pinprick in my soul. It just isn't. I feel it. Like you're fucking up. I can see it. And I don't <laughs> want you to do it. But instead of making that like, hey, I need you to fix that so you don't annoy me, I need to be like, okay, do I love this person? Do I love this city? Am I actually offering this because I'm ready to help you in on your own j- journey or path? And if that's the case, then I can come alongside and like I can be ready and joyful and, and like offering help as opposed to control. So that's where that prayer comes from. Like I, I don't want to – I don't want to control. And you're right. Like the, that, like the book, like <laughs> the Lord's prayer is a thing. Like we've been praying a lot of us for like a long, long time. It's a yeah. super recognizable thing. There are some really, really clear cultural expectations that come along with this prayer. And I wanted to come through the doorway and say like, Hey, this is about helping you. This is about helping you connect with yourself, with your family, hopefully with God. And if it's not that, then I miss and so if I, I want to offer help and I want to be ready to do that and I want to be joyful as, and, and, and so if I have critiques, they're literally like framed by my desire to help in, in joy and, and love. Well, and I think, you know, you, the, the idea of control, I mean, I, if, if you could sum up what the evangelical Christianity we grew up in, that is the word I would use. Yeah. It's here's what you need to think. Here's how you need to think it. Here's why you shouldn't think about these things or hang out with these people or do yeah. these specific things. There, there was no freedom in it. And I, and I think, I think I realized this. We're all, we're all, we all come from ministry backgrounds. Um, we planted a church too. We planted a church Terrible too. Idea. Yeah. Um, that's why. That's why we have a podcast. That's why we have a podcast. Nobody. Yeah. Gave, nobody gave a shit. I played at a church, and all I got was this lousy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> T-shirts on sale coming December twenty fourth. Um, that's not bad. Oh, you know it because the and here's why most churches don't want that, and why they sort of give control, or, or why they sort of emphasize the control, even though they would never call it that. It's yeah. because if you let people think and let people be free, they may not come back. They they True. they may they may find something that gives them life that doesn't involve you, and yep. coming from pastor world, and knowing the and mortgage e- world and yeah knowing the ego trap oh yeah I mean and I sympathize I 
I, there is some sympathy there because I understand there's a paycheck involved, and so you have to keep people coming. But like looking at that from this side of things, you it's it's really damaging to your ego to set people free and realize that they don't need you anymore. And too many pastors coming from pastor world, I know that ego trap is, oh, these people are reliant on me. You get a very, yeah. it's very easy to get a Messiah complex. Um, even yep. with this podcast, I think we, we talked about this right before, didn't we? Yeah. Or during, uh, at some point in the, during this episode, we've talked about that it's it, it, in the last three and a half years we've been doing this podcast or whatever it's been. There have been times where, where ego has definitely played a huge part in it. And we've, I, I know Brad and I both have stepped away for an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. to sort of reevaluate things. Um, because that's, that's a very easy trap to get in. Yes. Yeah. And again, the, you know, the, the centerpiece of, uh, of the Christian leadership, Christian spirituality mm-hmm. of Christian, um, community, like the cent- the image centerpiece. And this is again, part of why I partnered with the visual artist to get there is like this, the, like the centerpiece is this cross that like you die in order to like, that's, there's, that's it. Like you die in order to, what do you want to achieve? Well, you have to die to get there. That's it. So can I, and, and the thing I die to, if I'm doing the thing right at all, is I, I die to my particular vision. I'm going to get in because I have my particular vision. But at some point, if I fall in love with people, which like if you're around folks long enough, you just do, you get the choice. You're going to make this about, am I, am I going to make that? I'll make it for me. Am I going to make this about me and my particular vision of the world? And how I think Concord should be shaped and how I think this group of people should be shaped. Or am I going to die to that vision so that I can literally come alongside an actual human being who has an entirely different perspective than mine and help you and love you? If I'm going to love you well, I have to die to that control. Now, the two quick notes, I would say one, that's part of what we're watching happen. And so part of why I don't freak out like folks losing their minds about like – church attendance numbers and people showing up to church, et cetera. Like, I, like, okay, like I get it. Like I, I get why you'd be worried. And, and, and I, you know, I don't make a living. I, I don't make any money pastor in this church anymore either. Cause it's way smaller than it used to be. And there's a whole story there too. But like, I, man, <laughs> if we're really serious about loving people, then we're getting squeezed mm-hmm. and like, it's time to culturally get squeezed. You, you got in here cause you wanted to love folks. I'm squeezing the ego out of you. Something on the other side of this cultural moment, if you still want to be here, you've lost everything that you can control and now you get to choose love. Yeah. And I think you hit on something. Um, I was ta- uh, a professor, one of our Bible college professors, Brad and I went to the same Bible college, which is basically four year VBS that you pay a lot of money for. Yeah. It's a, fake, oh, yeah. it's a fake school. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> he was, he was one of those guys that was just, he really taught me how to think and he was just a genuinely good human being and a really good professor. He actually, he and I became, he friended me on Facebook. That's how you do things, I guess. Um, yep. But actually, we're going through, we went to school in Tennessee, and so my wife and I are going through uh, to visit family in South Carolina, and so we're going to stop by on the way back and have lunch with him. But he sent me an article about the, the drop in church attendance, and I said, I've got thoughts. I'll send them to you at some point. So the next day, I just wrote a whole thing about it, and I said, part of what I said was, I think the sooner, I said, the, the church is going to die at some point, and I say, the sooner the better. And what I meant by that was, you know, the church incorporated, because I think there's something, I think when the church, if the church can die, this church incorporated, church inc or whatever, um, this, this giant organ, bloated organization, I think what you will find is just this incredible, and I think it's already starting to surface a little bit, this incredible, Mm -hmm. 
view of the body of Christ that doesn't it, that has nothing to do with Christianity. It has to do with humanity. Yeah, and and and, and I am one hundred percent on board with it. And I think the sooner the church dies, the more that that can become can sort of take root and grow. And I think that that's the hope of humanity. One one of the things you said earlier was you talked about your your church shrinking, and, and you, even if you look at like the, <laughs> we the know life, what that's like. Yeah, we we you know. <laughs> I don't know. It had to like, grow before yeah. it could shrink. It well, really kind of grew yeah. for a minute, did it? But, but, <laughs> for like like two weeks. <laughs> but even if you if you uh, look at the the life of Christ at the beginning, uh, during yep. his his active years, he th- thousands of people were following him, and then as as time went on, he said more controversial. And then things. he said, "Eat my body and drink my yeah. blood." In John six sixty six, they all left him. People people fucking bailed. Yeah, they yeah. bounced. Yes. It, and I th- I think if you're telling the truth, um, it about the way that things are, and you're really truly setting people free, um, it, it's hard for people to hear. Mm-hmm. Tom, well, and it. You look at this. You look at this. The actual story, the tail end of things. All his guys have bounced. Everybody has bounced. Everyone has left. The folks who are left are women. Mm-hmm. So take a look around. Take a look around now and watch. Like watching the trend, the numbers of women who, by the way, for the last 25, 30 years, have kind of been holding the ship together, anyways. Yep. yep. Because yeah. these guys with all the ego can't run the ships they built. So these organizations, emotionally, spiritually, logistically, have been held together by women that you know, and we'll call we'll call them something else other than leaders for some oh, reason. Oh God, they're they're administrators. They're directors. But they, they're directors. They're administrators. But like, what's happening now culturally? It very much mirrors that moment where it's like this yeah. shit got hard. It got real hard, and it's gonna get harder. And for one reason or another, a whole lot of cats are getting out. Either you're getting fired or you're bouncing because you can't afford it emotionally or financially. And a lot of the folks who are taking up those seats are women. Yep. Or they're non-binary or they are – like you're watching like part of – like we talk about church death. Like so one of the places you see a great deal of church growth is around places that are like you know led by queer theologians. Yeah. Like the, the, it's the same pattern over and over. It's like that's why you read the Bible sometimes is be like, oh, this shit's coming. Is <laughs> – Yeah. Like it, women taking up that role. That's part of how this thing goes. It's part of how what's happening now. So while we're talking about church, um, so one trend I noticed in, in the in the prayers was an emphasis on uh, community and connection with others, uh, from offering your gifts for the community uh, or finding part of your identity in others to receiving uh, into your life anyone whom you are given. Um, I think we as as a society are, are are becoming both increasingly connected and disconnected with one another. Uh, we we find people that we like and connect with easily, but often cut off those who we have disagreements with or mm-hmm. are just difficult people to to be around. How important is is community and connection to you? Um, it's damn near everything. Uh, the hardest parts of my life uh, have been places like have been times when I feel or am isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the play. It's the in relationship with others. It's where I have a sense of the divine more most keenly. It's where I have a sense of my own place uh, in the world or in my city, like most keenly. I like. I mean, part again. I, and I mentioned this earlier. I'm not joking around. Like I think your podcast is fantastic, and part of what makes your makes your podcast great is because you guys like you're clearly different humans, and you have very different perspectives, different voices. There's well, not entirely different perspectives, but like, 
<laughs> there's some common stuff going on there. But like you have different emotional angles. You have like r- kind of really different emotional makeups. But you do share the space and and the humor, the, like the humor, the culture you've created is be- is it's like it wouldn't have just been like if it's just Michael, like that's fine. It's probably an okay podcast if it's Michael. He's yeah, okay. Let's let's but, back that train up a little bit. <laughs> um, but the fact that it's the three of you and you cannot just le- – you don't just lean on one another, but you like – there's a life that exists and yeah. an energy that exists because you share the conversation. You hear and respond differently. That's just how – that's – that's uh, life is just simply better. We're designed to live that way. My limitations suddenly aren't like the end of myself, but they're invitations for me to share life with other people. Like a, a community, man, it's like – it's one of the hardest things in the world for me to do because I'm in like uh, the – you know, have been – I'm 45 now, but like I'm in like a deeply egocentric, like enneagram for the stage's mind. Oh, you're like, one of those. <laughs> yeah, cocky piece of shit. Yeah, right. And like, I, like I like I wanted the limelight, but then I realized like you you know be on stage by yourself is like the loneliest place in the freaking world. And uh, yeah, so like community is damn near everything for me. It's funny you say it because I'm I'm pretty much your age. I'm 43. Brad's almost 40. Michael's younger. Um, but like I, it it seemed to be in the last couple years that I I don't know what it is about turning 40 or about you know that those the 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 early 40s that really changes your perspective. Like you you start to see things differently. This has nothing to do with the book. Sorry, but it, like you you see things differently. You you experience the world differently. You interpret things differently. It, it. I mean, we said it earlier. Like, it just my life really doesn't amount to anything, and that's okay. Like, I'm fine with that. I'm just. I'm in the moment. That's all that matters. That's all I have. Um. You know, my cholesterol may kill me at some point, so I have today. I may not have tomorrow. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I don't know what it is about that. Did, did you find? I mean, was there was there a specific point? This is again nothing to do with the book. I'm sorry, but more than fine. But. Was there a certain point? I mean, what, at what age did you sort of get away from that egocentric, like the stage is mine? Because I know, it, I think I'm a four. I'm not 100 percent sure. I can't decide. No, you're a one. Okay, I'm a one. Whatever. <laughs> um, but I, I definitely. I mean, ego is definitely something I've had to deal with, and specifically in the last couple of years, I've really had to deal with ego. Um, I mean, was there a certain point in your life where you're like, I can't do this anymore? It, it just, I can't maintain that facade anymore. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, there's a definitely a bit of a process there, but I can think of some really specific moments. Um, so when I started traveling and playing music, my wife and I toured together. She does, she's not musical, um, but we were married. We got married on August first, nineteen ninety nine. We uh, up to honeymooned up the West Coast, came back home, and then got on a tour bus with a punk rock band for uh, forty eight shows in fifty five days. What was the band? Um, Five Iron Frenzy? Do you guys remember oh, Five Iron Frenzy? Oh, Five my God. God. Michael, just, Michael just ejaculated. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jesus. I love Five Iron oh, Frenzy, Oh, my man. God. Me too. Yeah. This is uh, dear friends, wonderful folks. Uh, so that was like the first thing. We, and we went out and... Welcome to Canada. Let's just tell you something. That he has that on, on his computer ready, ready to go. Bro, bro, do I have some stories for you? Yeah. Um, yeah. We need to have him back on and just talk about Five Iron Frenzy. <laughs> my, we my, should do a pub about, crawl with him. We'll do it. We'll do a thing, and I'll tell you about the time I was, for more for multiple shows, the lead singer of Five Iron Frenzy. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's going to happen. Great. Yep. It's going to happen. So, like, I'm out on this tour. I, I, so, 
how should this go? So I hadn't cut a record or anything. Like, uh, there's, there's so much to the story. And the guy who runs this record label, a guy named Frank Tate, runs Five Minute Walk Records. He's like, yep. hey, yep. I want to do a thing with you in music. You kind of suck at music, but I think you get better. There's a whole story there. <laughs> he puts me on tour with Fiverr and Frenzy. I literally, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I've played music in front of people a little bit. I'm mostly like cracking jokes, and like, I'm not, I'm not great at the thing at all. But I'm out for, you know, I'm out for, like I said, 48 shows, 55 days, and I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm failing at the thing. Like I know I'm not like deeply connecting with this audience and I can, there's nothing quite like literally being put in front of like 1100 <laughs> kids, like stinky kids with sweaty dollar bills and like, you know, faux hawks and, you know, <laughs> and, and, blow, and totally, and totally blowing it. It was like, the early 2000s. We get it. I can't skate oh, yeah, to this. No. And, and like, you're like, not the super tones. Like, you suck. Yeah, to feel like, hey, I, like I, I'm not like I wanted this. I totally wanted this. I was like, I, like get me in front of people because I think I got something to offer. And then to literally be up in front of people and be like, I, I like they don't like me, and 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 I don't don't have anything to offer. Like the trial by fire, like the began there. Last story that goes to this is like, <laughs> so that tour ends. The, we finish this record, and I fly with Frank to uh to Nashville to this thing. Uh, those gospel music week awards oh, thing. Yeah. And the, this CMA thing, week. No, not CMA. Yep, What's it so, called? GMA. GMA week. Yeah. yeah. CMA is different. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't totally get different. No, It's that, actually the same mind. goddamn audience. It's well, it's just <laughs> close. So we walk into this place and the, the, the whole morning it's like from, from like 9am through like three o'clock or whatever. And all the record label executives get in this place with like, music buyers and uh and radio execs and they're highlighting like you get to highlight one band as a label he's one band one artist and so like, like the folks in front of me were like you know there's a guy that was a singer stronger at the time named eli who was like pretty hot oh yeah things like, i pray for man there it is yeah god michael's like the rain man of <laughs> ccm dude i know i'm, I'm picking that up <laughs> yeah so he plays and then um i can't remember i can't remember this person's name stacy orico was on the stage oh yeah that morning dude. right so and 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 all these people in the room are like they recognize these artists and they're like yes and they're standing clapping so frank oh my gosh oh by the way everyone who all the label guys would walk out and they would have like some sort of swag they would give out to people so like coffee mugs like 200 coffee mugs they pass them out it was like the fucking oprah show like here's everything <laughs> here's the stuff <laughs> and then or like this remember the cd sleeves you put on your win, uh, on your like your sun visor like they, they would hand out the, the oh CD sleeve yeah or you put like 10 cds in there like your top 10 right yeah so they Dude, walk what out the hell and happened happened to Stacey people walking out Where is she? frank walks out i kid you this is literally how this goes frank frank walks out steps on the stage i walk behind him i plug my guitar my guitar in he goes i'm frank i'm with five minute walk records and uh we didn't bring you anything because we don't feel like we should have to bribe you in order to play our stuff I was like, okay, uh, thank you for fire. alienating the entire room. And then he says this. Uh, he goes, so behind me, this is Justin McRoberts, and he's the artist we're going to be focusing on this year. And I'll be honest, he's not that great right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I haven't even got the guitar plugged in. I've got my strap on. I'm trying to get the thing plugged in. He goes, he's not that great right now. Um, but what I'm counting on is that most of the artists you've seen this morning probably won't be playing music three to five years from now because they'll get burnt out. <laughs> I, 
I think Justin will be playing music 15 years from now, and so I'm making a long-term investment, and I'd like you to make it with me. And then he walks off, and I've got to play play his song. I'm like, hi, I'm Justin. This song's called I'm Sorry I Came. And uh, (laughs) so... And but, he, like, he, that moment, but that moment where it was like for me it was like uh, um like here's a guy who's like I'm in the position he was in to do that for me, right? It was like we just yeah. put twenty five thousand dollars behind you in this record. I put you on tour with our best band, and then I just told a room full of every person in the industry that matters that you suck. Um like like he was in a position to say like like you you don't get to decide like what's good or bad right now you're just in a long process and he said 15 years 15 years yeah like to give me that like long term perspective like that was that was like humbling in the right way where yeah. i was like oh okay i don't have to nail it right now so like the first record came out and it was good and it went well second record came out it was like not so great it didn't do so well mm-hmm. but neither one of those things like I didn't define myself by my victories or my successes early on because this guy who was actually invested in my life said, I'm not super concerned about how good he is now. I'm thinking about who's going to be 15 years later. Man, that was some shit. Yeah. And it, and it, and it reoriented the way I understood like my, my spiritual development. So when That's we talk about cool. like that, that place where like I wanted the stage, I wanted like it was about me and my ego for Frank, it was like, no, man, you don't even get you don't even get to decide that for yourself. Like, I, like your value is predicated on like my investment in you, which I choose regardless of the fact that you suck. And I'm thinking about who you become. Completely re like they just rearranged my DNA top That's to great. bottom. And, I, and he I, was, I own that first album, by the way. Yeah. And he, do you really? Yeah, I did. I'm I, so I sorry. I just downloaded it too. I just re-downloaded on Apple Music. <laughs> Uh, God, that's the worst. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> he he wasn't he wasn't wrong either because Eli did one more album after that. Stacey Rico, who knows where the hell she's at? She's gone. Yep. Like he he wasn't wrong. Both both Eli. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a, a a a joke that he had one semi successful album and then just his second album didn't do as well and it's gone. Yeah. So it's just interesting the yeah. things that shape a person like. Oh man! Like something like that. Like yeah, this guy's totally blows, but we're yeah, we think he's gonna be fine. Like, yeah. and that totally shaped. I mean, that literally puts you in a position where now you're on this like half baked shitty podcast talking about a book you wrote. Like, <laughs> isn't I mean, God I mean, wonderful? Look, look how far you've come, Justin. <laughs> Justin, have I'm you not? Have you heard the story of how Eli was discovered? I don't know it. So uh, Eddie DeGarmo was on vacation. Oh, for fuck's sake. No, this is serious. <laughs> Eddie DeGarmo was on vacation. Uh, I, by the way, just for the record, I love the fact that the room lost it at the end of the phrase, Eddie DeGarmo was on vacation. <laughs> and Eddie, just that's a hashtag. If that's not the hashtag yes. for the episode, I'm leaving. He was on vacation, and there was a guy by the pool playing a ukulele and singing songs, and that was that was so this is real? Yeah, this is real. That's real. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, he, he was just sitting by the poolside playing a ukulele, singing songs that he Who's wrote. Who's the guy from Hawaii? Can I ask you a question, Michael? How the fuck do you know that? I know, I know shit. Don't worry. <laughs> like, how do you know what Eddie DeGarmo was ever doing? My my brother was signed to Forefront, which was his his record oh. label. So, who was your brother? Uh, he was in a band called Bleach, lead singer. Yeah, no Bleach. So, that was yeah. a good band, dude. Yeah. They actually toured with Five Iron on their they, last uh, on Five Iron's last tour. Yep, they sure did. Yeah, Bleach yeah, did not yeah. suck. Michael's the lesser, basically. Yeah, I'm definitely, <laughs> definitely a, a, a notch lower in the gene pool. 
<laughs> if this podcast is any indication of that, it definitely it definitely proves that point. Um, okay, so I, I I've got more questions, but I want to go and I want to do one more question, then I want to do a lightning round too. If, if you got time for that, I'm in. Uh, um, can you tell us the story about the first time you went to therapy? Yeah, man, uh, from the book. Um, so I. Um, the first time I went to like personal therapy. So I'd been in like group therapy. So after, after I lost my dad, I went to group therapy. My mom and I went to therapy together and then I went to a bunch of group therapy sessions with others, uh, folks who lost people general, like people, mostly like folks who lost parents, like to suicide. And then when I got pretty deeply invested in my like local pastoral work, I kept running into stuff about my own psychology and you know, some of it had to do with, my own, you know, my, my history with my dad and all that kind of stuff, but like it was just stuff I could not figure out. And there was something really weird. Um, this is weird kind of uh, stigma about going personally to like, I wasn't going to go sit with a group of people and talk about, Hey, we've all lost someone. How hard is this? But I was going to go pay money to sit down with someone and talk about what was, what I, this is what I thought about it. What was wrong with me? I'm going to go to therapy. Like it, like therapy was for, like I read in the book for like broken weak people. And so uh, when I drove, uh, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't even tell my wife that I was, that I was going to therapy. Um, so I made an appointment. Uh, I parked across the street at like a Whole Foods and then like <laughs> pretended like I was literally pretend like I walked like in case I was being followed by like somebody. I have no idea. Like I walked like I was going to go to the store. Like who this shit's following me, right? You don't so, work like, for the CIA, Justin. It'll be fine. No, but somebody does, man. Somebody does. So um <laughs> And so I, I like I walk like motor to Whole Foods and then I take the left and I go into the building. I don't take the elevator. I take the stairs because I don't want to see anybody. And I pull, I've got my hood up over my head the entire time. Uh, and when I get into the room, like I get to the waiting room, and I don't know why I didn't think about this, but like I opened up the door to the waiting room and there are like four other people in there. Um, because I figured I just open the door and like walk into <laughs> walk into therapy and it's just me. But there were like four other people in there. At which point, like all the other four people who are in there, like they're they, you know, they're looking up at me, and one particular woman pulled her bag off this the, off the chair, and like gestured to the chair. She and she said out loud, she goes, "You can sit here," and uh, it was this invitation to belong to a group of people who were in the same place I was, and the fact that I was sitting with actual human beings. Like it kind of started to unpack the stuff I needed to unpack, which was like I wasn't too strong to be weak. I wasn't too needed to have my own needs. Like part of the way the therapy started for me was like this this is this doesn't make you weak. It makes you human. You're sitting in a room with other humans. And this is not a process of you like trying to undo broken shit in you. This is about you actually taking yourself seriously as a whole human being. And like I remember the session really clearly, but like the most impactful moment was the fact that like I was asked to sit down next to someone who was in the waiting room. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I know I, that was going to be my last question, but I'm going to ask one more. So, <laughs> I, I, in that same vein, so I noticed that brokenness comes up in the book a few times, um, and, and lately I've been wrestling with the idea that brokenness, I, with the, the concept of as brokenness as a spiritual practice um do you see brokenness as um a spiritual practice for yourself uh kind of yeah like do you i'm assuming you guys know jonathan merritt at all yeah yeah we've interviewed him yep yep 
Okay, did you have him on for uh, learning to speak God? Yes. Yes. Uh, from scratch. Yep. So he does this whole chapter on the on this word and this idea of brokenness that actually rearranged my take as well, which is like it like you know we we assign this idea of brokenness to things that aren't actually broken. They're just they're actually part of the human journey. So you know, um, and so if there's a practice for me in this direction, it's to recognize, like I said earlier, like my limitations or my frailties my like the places where i don't have as much strength or as much wisdom that like i'm trained to see those as problems uh culturally and i don't think that's actually true like i i think like where like um where i have woundedness or injury that all that really ultimately means it doesn't mean i'm a broken person where like i've just got to go get fixed like i get to carry that wound for a while and that's part of what makes me human that i get to slow down a little bit and pay attention to my life so if there's a spiritual practice for me around brokenness it's more around like I become more human insofar as I suffer. Like if I if I if I carry wounds, if I'm injured, if I have losses, that's part of what it means to be human. And it's not this like unnatural thing about my life that I've got to go get dealt with. Does that make some sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect, perfect. Yep. All right. Uh, may it be so. Forty days with the Lord's Prayer. Get it, Justin McRoberts, Scott Erickson, whoever he is. Um, <laughs> Never heard of him. Never heard of her. <laughs> follow, uh, yeah, and follow him on Twitter too, or on, on Instagram. Sorry, yeah. Instagram, yeah. Twitter, yep. Facebook. Gene, uh, you have a Zanga site. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Yeah, but I don't like to talk about it. Why got to? Why got to bring them? <laughs> the Tumblr, Tumblr website. All right, lightning round. Are you ready? Are you ready for a lightning round? You lightning round, ready to go. All right, uh, but what's your, what's your beverage of choice? Um, right now, my beverage of choice is Angel's Envy. Um, oh, it's, a, yeah. it's like a really, really, it's a really tasty. It's, uh, it's a really tasty bourbon yep. that has, it's got the, it's got that kind of nice kind of big round bourbony bottom end, but this, this incredibly crisp top that yep. like, I've, I've never had a bourbon, anything remotely like it. Do yeah, we have so the weeded version of that? Um, what do we have? I can't remember which one. It's really good, though. I'm going to look while he's talking. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, last album you listened to start to finish? Uh, the brand, the most recent Josh Ritter record, because um, I went and I hadn't heard it and went and saw him live, and I was captured. Yeah, it's good. Uh, the it's f- very good. Your favorite movie you've seen in the last year doesn't necessarily mean that you uh, it had to come out this past year, but in the last year Joker. that you've watched. Joker. Ah, Joker. nice. Yeah. I really enjoyed Joker. Saw good. three times in the theater. Oh wow! Um, do you believe in the multiverse? I'd like to. So <laughs> it's, it's just a good enough answer. Uh, what is the best sitcom theme song? Ooh. Oh my gosh! Uh, Mash. Ooh, oh, that's a new answer. Yeah, that's good. Mash. Oh gosh. Um, is there an, a sound or a noise that that you love? That's a new uh, one. I, yeah, I really love the sound of tearing paper or uh, bubble wrap being popped. Ooh, oh, yeah, it's a classic. Um, what's the best Star Wars movie? Oh, gosh. Um, what's, the last one will hopefully be the best. Uh, I got my tickets already. Um, but my uh, – yeah, uh, gosh, I want to say Empire, but if I'm completely and totally honest – I just loved Jedi. I know Empire is probably a better movie, but I just I really love Jedi. I do too. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think that's the thing is you have your favorite, but then there's also like you have to recognize Empire for what it is. Yep. 
um, is uh, texting or talking? Talking. Talking. Okay. Um, how do you like your coffee? Black. Ooh. Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. Ooh, I don't know. No, I mean, you can you can do that. That's fine. I won't take that away from you. I mean, but <laughs> I'm gonna you, I'm gonna judge you. I won't but... take it away from you. I definitely will take it off the pizza though. Uh, <laughs> what goes on a hot dog? Uh, ketchup. Mm. Uh, some a little bit of ketchup. Uh, more mustard than ketchup. Yep. And some like super like pretty thickly diced, chunky, cheap ass white onion. Yeah. <laughs> fucking A, man. I'm, a, yeah, I'm on board. I, with I'm that with shit. you except for the ketchup. No, that, fuck off. Get man. that shit it's off fine. my hot dog. It's fine. Uh, Rolling Stones or Beatles? Stones. That's not even a fucking question. Yeah. It's the fucking Stones, man. I don't know. You'll have a lot of listeners that'll at you on that. I, the, the, yeah. fine, at me, you're wrong. <laughs> Real answer, Tom Waits. But the, but yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yep, we just became best friends. <laughs> um, never talk. <laughs> never talk again, or always say what you think. Never talk again. All right. Ooh, that's, that'd be a challenge. You've been busy, Barton. New questions. Yeah, I got. I, got, I, I pulled the audience. They, they, they got my back. <laughs> um, what is there a fictional character that you find the most relatable? <laughs> Um, this one I wish. So uh, I, 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 yeah, I can't even make. I was gonna try to make the noise and then we sound sideways. Uh, <laughs> no one can do it and not sound sound ignorant. So don't. <laughs> no, no. Um, I grew up uh, reading and I still read. Like the most recent thing I've read is ba- uh, like I read a ton of Batman, and so Bruce Wayne Batman. Ooh. Nice. Uh, Marvel or DC? Gosh, um, uh, if I, the, yeah, so Marvel right now has the edge generally um, for me in terms of like readership. So I'm reading way more Captain America stuff because uh, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates is doing this um, uh, Captain America run. His The first of two came out a couple months ago and the next one comes out in a couple weeks. Um, and uh, Gene Luen Yang just did this run on Superman called Superman Smashes the Clan, which is phenomenal. Um, but if I had, if it was on a desert island, it, I would have to run with DC because I'd need my Batman still. Yeah. Sweet. That's a good thing. She almost killed Batman's parents all over again. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so I mean, I, I think that's, that's all for the, the, the extra bonus questions. Yeah. Um, I, I could, I could come up with more, but, um, you know, what, what are you going to do? Um, where can people find you online? Um, you can visit my website, which is just justinmcroberts.com, or uh, I spend a fair amount of time at uh, at Facebook and Instagram. I'm on Twitter some. I'm just not a great Twitterer. So um, it's Instagram, Facebook. That's where I spend most of my time online. Sweet. I, uh, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. Yeah, this is fun. We need to do it again. But, yeah, a, anytime, a, man. You guys let me know. A deep dive into Eli. Who knew? <laughs> it'd be a short show bro. <laughs> oh shit alright thank you so much for, for coming on the co- podcast man we appreciate it my pleasure take care now that I am fully buzzed <laughs> full buzz <laughs> you've got you got the, your eyes are yeah. half closed he's got the he's got the slit eyes going 
I drank that beer and some whiskey. Michael's got the. He's got. This is what he looks like when he drinks a Long Island. Yeah. It's I can worse. eat a whole loaf of bread right now. I can get you some bread, can buddy. Can you get him some chips or something? Feedback. He is fucked. I'm on some some headache, some medicine for my headache. Oh, oh good. good. But it also I love like when you take drugs it also is it like comes. a sleep aid. Oh Christ, Michael! So like, uh, are you gonna have to sleep on my couch? No, I'm fine. Or I didn't. I, I don't. I didn't take it. I don't take it out later. Until or I get home. Bed with me. It's fine. What about bed? Big spoon or little spoon? Uh, I want to be a little spoon this time. Okay, that's fine. No, no five stars. Oh fuck! Nobody gives a shit. Right. I don't. I don't give a shit either. Brad, we got any tweets? Um, I'm looking. Yeah, maybe. Any good ones? Oh, this is my favorite podcast. I like it because they talk about stuff. <laughs> Here's a good one. Peter M. Olson at Banished Cougar. Petey, 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 Mary Kate Nash's Dude. brother. <laughs> Do British Columbians snort a mountain of blow while eating fish and chips? Hashtag British Columbia. <laughs> Lord knows I do. That's a that's a that's got a layer to it's it, man. That's pretty. That's a layered tweet. It's pretty good. Yep. Um, my <laughs> yucky cheese at Swashbuckling. <laughs> Michael's best example of boundary setting ever. Brad and Matt. There's got to be a porn out there called Fucky Cheese. Matt and Brad. Hey, Michael. Google that. Michael. Nuh-uh. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think anybody added Fucky Cheese last time. Well, this thank is why we got for that. This is why we got to cancel the so, podcast. Just fucking leave her alone. No, yeah. somebody at Fucky Cheese. No, know don't. That we're talking about. <laughs> no, don't. don't. Michael's drunk. Don't. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Force at the Whovian twenty four. May the force be with you. Uh huh. May the force with an S be with you. Yeah. Uh, just finished episode seventy three with Alice Connor and episode seventy four with Kathleen Falsani. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Never have been so inspired and laughed so hard all in the same episode. Keep it up, guys. Hashtag awesome. Alice Cooper Connor. Hashtag a lobster named Glitter. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Hashtag Grace is like porn. Glitter. <laughs> Boy, I forgot about a lobster named Glitter. Yeah. Grace is like porn. That's good stuff. I need to look at all our, our final uh, tweets. Little bit of, a little bit of backstory on this one. Uh, this is from a one of our Australian supporters. And good listeners. night, mate. We Let's have, put another shrimp. We on have the some other listeners from the pub and supporters that are currently vacationing in mm-hmm. Australia, and they met up with this person, which is just, just fucking people nuts. from Georgia and people from Western Australia. He says, uh, "Are they from Western Australia?" This is Australia? the journeyman at Tim Bennett. 1211. Timmy Bins. Hi, Timmy Bees. Today I drank coffee with people I've never met. I hugged a woman today in front of her husband and my own wife. That was for all intents and purposes a complete stranger. It is all because of this bizarre community called the Pastors Pub. Thank you for creating the space for people to connect across continents. You have all done good work. St. Matt, St. Brad, St. Michael. That's a little far. That's a stretch. Yeah, but that, get, thanks, Tim. We really, uh, we really appreciate finally, it. And that is weird to us, but we really appreciate yeah. it. Alex you. Samuel at a W Samuel I W U. Uh, since you jerk-offs couldn't force yourselves to record this week, LOL, I went back and listened to some of my favorite episodes. Disney Plus launched. What do you expect? <laughs> 67 through 72. Uh, hashtag Peter's Clam Bar. Hashtag Sitting Indian Style. And hashtag Sherbert a Bop Bop. Sherbert a Bop Bop. Peter's Clam Bar. 
<laughs> I do not remember that. At I forgot all. about Sherbet and Bop Bop. I don't think, I don't think those were official hashtags. I remember Sherbet or Bop Bop. I do not in any way, shape, or form remember the other one. I don't think those are. I don't think those are uh, official hashtags. Oh boy! All right, that's it. Okay. All right, let's do the the, the we forgot, forgot the music. To do the music. Well, we didn't really have time. We ran we, out of time, so we're moving the music. Turns out we could have had time because Scott fucked off anyway. Yeah, thanks, Scott. <laughs> thanks for nothing, Scott Erickson. Music is time for music. It's a music time. Music is time. Oh, Sherry. 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 Listen to it while wearing dirty pop cotton. Dirty pop pop pop. All right. All right, Michael. Uh, all right. Uh, no, don't, don't. All right, Michael. Me, motherfucker. <laughs> Let me tell you something. He is so great. Hit. He's number worse one. He, so he started a podcast bad. He gets worse as he gets drunk. He's uh, so drunk right now. Stop. I feel like the guy from Goonies. Sloth? Sloth, so I feel like inside. Okay. So you I want a baby uh-huh. Ruth? Hey, guys. <laughs> baby Ruth. <laughs> All right. Um, this band. Go ahead, this band. Uh, Sudan Archives is yeah. the name of the band. Good album. Album is called Athena. It's called uh, Sudan Archives? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As okay. in the country, Sudan. But I don't think. I thought it was Sudan like Su- if somebody who's going to sue Dan. Oh, God damn. And this is the archive. I'm listening, Brad. All the times they have so some litigation shut the fuck Dan. up. I really like this album because it's sort of uh, <laughs> hip hop, it, it, R and B, but like they have like some African strings in it and yeah. stuff that is just really interesting to me. You know, so I feel, I feel like the second half of that album really picked up on. I that. think the whole thing is. It, it's fantastic. great, but that, the second half I really noticed. I listened the to this album again today. It's quickly moving close to my top ten of the year. Oh, nice! I've got like a top. I know, it's man. Crazy. It's been an incredible year for it music. Has been good. Uh, this song is called Glorious. So, al- uh, band Sudan Archives, album Athena, song Glorious. My Glorious. No. My Why glorious. is it not playing? God damn it. Oh, sorry. Michael. Well, you're getting beeps and boops. Great yeah. What song is this? One number. Glorious. One number. Uh, ten. Yeah. I, the second half of the album really picked up for me, man. Like it. Yeah, it's great. That's some sick Andy Moore bass right yeah. there. <laughs> I just, man, the whole... That's a great album, I fucking man. Really love is. this album. Yeah. Probably going to listen to it again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, it's just one of those... Like, I liked it when I first listened to it, and I've listened to it two or three times mm-hmm. since, and it just gets better yeah, every it's one time of those, yeah. I listen to it. It's a, it's a grower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I just... I really, really, really like uh, it. This album is one I discovered, like, two nights ago. I've listened to it three times already. Like... Uh, it's Rosie Plain, R-O-Z-I, mm-hmm. Plain, P-L-A-I-N. Uh, the album's called What a Boost. And I don't know how to describe it. I yeah, can't, I I can't don't place either. the sound. It's it's kind of folky, but... Alternative folk, yeah, I guess. I don't, it's kind of hard to... But it has lots of... It has like some bluesy elements. It has some... I don't know, man. It's just... It's just one of those albums, like when I listen to it, it kind of... It just kind of... St- look at him. 
Jesus Christ. God, he is fucked. I'm fine. I'm just no, you're not at, fine. I'm Michael. looking for a song. Okay. <laughs> anyway. God. I'm, I'm looking for a song. <laughs> it's a group you never heard. He's he, called Five Fire Frenzy. When he puts his hand on his face uh-huh. like that, he's fucked. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, Eat me. <laughs> Eat me. This is called. Uh, anyway. I'm it's Irish. just Eat it's a really solid album i i've from top to bottom it's just a there's not a bad song on it um i'm gonna go with the second song swing shut i i don't i mean they're all good and I they're all to this one again and they're all back. different mm-hmm. like it's it's i don't know it's just a really good album so here you go or not It's almost like if Beach House made a folk album. Like, that's kind of... Yeah. You know, I... album is uh, what stuff. a boost by rosie plain and i listened to one of her earlier albums same kind of thing oh, man. yeah like it's just solid stuff yep nice michael what you got buddy um oh damn my wife is using the uh <laughs> what do you need what song do you need um i don't worry man i, I can hit it. i can hook you up i got it okay. i got it okay man. who's um, taking his keys me or I don't think know. whatever whoever gets to um, first jesus christ let me let me just God, he is done. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I can walk this off. Um, this is a song I really like. I can walk this off. I'm not worried about you walking, Michael. I'm worried about you drive. Worried about you driving. This is a song by the Beach Boys. When Brian Wilson was freaking out of his fucking mind <laughs> on, on fucking drugs, much like Michael is now. I'm not on drugs. I mean, I. I do have medicine I'm on and alcohol. Uh, it's called. Do you remember the Sudafed episode? That's not it. Yes. God damn. No, it wasn't oh, Sudafed. What was it? It's like a, you were on like Vicodin or something. Yeah, it was something great, oh, man. shit. That's right. God. It was so fucking great. Tasty. God, he was lit. Dude, oh so I. This is very close. I this put we're, my, yeah, we're kind of on the. We're, I put my. Um, this I, is like one and a half old fashions, Michael. Long story about that. Um, oh, great. Because it's like it a long whatever story. Whatever it was, I took. Uh, I I put the bottle in my pocket and washed the pants, and then it made a giant ball of drugs. And you took it. I didn't. I should have though. No, <laughs> you shouldn't, have, Michael. Shove it up one your of the, Michael, your heart would have fucking stopped. One of the greatest mistakes of my life was that. All right, hold on. Wait, wait. Here's a song. It's called. Um, it's from the, the the album Smiley Smile by the Beach Boys. Yeah. Uh, it's called She's Going Bald. 
Love the progression of this song. Okay, here's what I like about this. I think when people hear Beach Boys, they think automatically just like surf music, but it shows that there's they were more than that. Yeah. Definitely Brian Wilson's drug face. scalp and brushed what she had left. I tried to salvage what I could and threw it Jesus. She made a beeline to her okay, it's really and gone downhill. Kind of juice. She started pouring it <laughs> on was... her head and thought it'd grow it back. <laughs> You're too late, mama. Enough mama. upside your head. No more, no more, no All right, that's enough. That's... <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite Michael Is when he fucking laughs like that Oh my god <laughs> Michael Michael God damn it It's 827 Michael <laughs> Yes No more Michael Michael <laughs> Will you fucking mute God Jesus Christ Damn, Michael Michael um, Okay <laughs> I gotta. God. Oh, that was great. <laughs> that was definitely something. You, you were simultaneous. Purple mattress blows memory foam. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Purple Mattress. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't because they haven't paid a shit. It's not brought to you by anything. Oh, uh, shit. All right. all right. What do we do? Hashtags. All right. I've only got like six or seven. We paid yeah, I don't have a time. We didn't do very much. I don't have a time. Now it's time to decide. Hashtag. Hashtag. Steve Perry is dead to me. <laughs> is he actually he's dead? Right? No, he's not. Is he not? I don't Who's think Steve so. Perry? Well, why does Journey have another? They have a Filipino lead singer. Because he fucking left. Oh, okay. Like he's still years ago. Uh, hashtag. <laughs> G Jekoff. Oh my God, that's got to be that man. Like uh, it's too hard for people to spell. Hashtag third hand news. Uh, I like this one. Hashtag Drakar for white dads. That's pretty good. Uh, hashtag came by mail. <laughs> okay, that's even better. <laughs> Although this is good too. Wait, 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 God, dude, do not give his key under no, no circumstances. I've got his keys. Are you to give his keys oh, back to him? I'll walk a line or something. No, John you won't. You're not fucking fair. Johnny Cash. I'll no, walk the line. no, you won't. Hashtag not my cultural moment. That's so good. <laughs> That's man. Uh, hashtag very explosive. 
I don't remember that. It's about Abraham Lincoln musical. (laughs) The end of it, very explosive. Big bang. Uh, Hashtag Eddie DeGarmo was on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we need that to happen. I think there's been an episode where we had a possibility for an Eddie DeGarmo. I think we did a DeGarmo and Key mention. Uh, Yeah, we did, but I don't think we ended up with that hashtag. Uh, And then lastly, (laughs) hashtag a deep dive into Eli. (laughs) Uh, Hashtag bean to cup in the strip club. Hashtag Michael Sympathy Paints. <laughs> what was that? I don't even remember what uh, that was. That was, uh, I don't even fucking, <laughs> you fucking remember. Uh, hashtag Salami Subscription. Oh, Bob Knight. That's oh, yeah, Bob Knight. Yeah. Salami Subscription. Yeah. Uh, hashtag Not My Cultural Moment. Hashtag It Was The Freaking Oprah Show. Hashtag Eddie DeGarmo Was On Vacation. And hashtag Feel Like Sloth Inside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've got hashtag uh, off. Um That's a good one. A hashtag dog PTSD. Hashtag semen sample in the blood of your for- first born. born. <laughs> first born. First born. All right. Hey, well, we got a, we we got a new entrant. Hashtag first born. Uh, I got waft of brute. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think that's the winner. <laughs> off to brute. Uh, hashtag double-headed eggplant. And hashtag Filipino lead singer. <laughs> I think off to brute. That is really good. No. Uh, Filipino lead singer is pretty good. <laughs> okay, that's a drunk one. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could do I don't know I'm fine with whatever Don't stop balluting it's a, it's a deep dive Into the Filipino cult Food culture <laughs> Don't stop balluting Balloot is the It's the <laughs> It needs to be that Don't stop balluting Okay so Put out by Born For those of you who don't Steve know Barry references For those of you who don't know Balloot is like the Like fertilized I think it's duck eggs that they eat that are literally like you're eating like a fetus. Are you making up a hashtag now? Yes. Dude, don't stop polluting. Don't like stop polluting. It's got to be that. That I is think fantastic. It's jack off. No, no, don't stop polluting. How do you spell polluting? Don't stop polluting. B-A-L-U-T-I-N. B-A-L-U-T. I'm just going to say I-A-N. I don't cosign. B-A-L-U-T-I-A-N. Don't stop balloting. That's what it is. I'm doing that. Yep. <sighs> Don't stop. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> that's, that's really good. <laughs> All right. Let's not do that. People are going to accuse us of being oh, racist. come on. It's not. Uh, racist. People are, uh, it's not, but people will accuse it of being racist. No. Uh, what what, what, what Filipino lead singer? Uh, how about uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not racist at all. Double-headed eggplant. How about Drakkar for white dads? Not what was waft the brute? Brut? Was the brut? waft of brute? Waft of brute. Oh, waft of brute. Okay, okay. I'm waft of brute. All right, all right. Can you quit playing your song so I can play nope. my song? It's getting to the good part. You don't know that song, Michael? No, I don't know. You don't know really? that song? I don't even know fucking Steve that? Perry. Is Steve Perry's the lead I'm singer from Journey. Journey. I'm under 
40 years old. That's how I don't know that song. <sighs> God damn it. All right. Water. You Brute. B-R-U-T? Yeah. Right. Is there yeah. an umlaut? Yeah, umlaut in the U. <laughs> uh, you can ahead, pull it off in an a hashtag. Put an umlaut. All right, if you listen to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag, hashtag Waft of Brute. Uh, uh, yeah, if you want. Yeah, check I can't out. believe we've done 190 episodes. Do some stuff. Inglorious Pastors. That's, that's a lot of waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com. Not only ours, but podcast. everyone else's. Well, the good news is Think how many hours for us, it takes, it takes real time. But for listeners, they can do 1.5. That's still a lot of waste of time. Still a lot of time. <laughs> how many days are we at in terms of hot content? Just remember, way too many. Remember, remember we were like, let's just do 45-minute episodes. Yeah. It lasted like three episodes. Yeah. Anyway, check out jizzmuzzle.com for all your jizzmuzzly goodness. Yep. Thanks, Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Thanks, Stephanie great, Rice and Beans. Yeah, that too. That was a great interview. And Jason. Jason. Uh, J- what are you guys? Stason? Stason. Stason. Yeah. yeah. Jason Rice. Jason Statham. Jason Stathy. Stason Jatham. Stason Jatham. I need somebody to check on me in the morning. No, I'm not checking on you. <laughs> Michael, what? <laughs> what are you doing? To the Pounder's grief. <laughs> oh, Season I one. What about Dick Pounder? Boy, Dick disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah. yeah, what happened to that guy? He's, he quit his... Well, so Dick Pounder, we haven't talked about this ever. So Dick Pounder actually started supporting us on... Dick Pounder's green. Dick Pounder actually started supporting us on Patreon. Yeah, wait, hold hear. on. I think you need to back up. We, we named him Dick Pounder. Yeah, we, his name was not Dick Pounder. But... So, so we had a Patreon web- I totally podcast. This. This is a, this is a, I think it's been long enough that we can tell the story. So Dick Pounder <laughs> this is was this guy content. who would literally listen to an episode and write us a, a, a one or two page letter. Yeah. Uh, based oh on all his rebuttals. It was like 13 episodes Just or something he did that for. Yeah. And so we decided on our Patreon we were going to like um, – we, we were going to fucking uh, – <laughs> Read the Respond. letters that he wrote us, and then I had responses. So, so we had I had responses written <laughs> yep. out. So the first episode would be his letter, and the second, and me, and dramatically reading his letter. And the second episode was going to be uh, one of you guys responding to that letter. Um, so we did the first episode, and we did the, I think we did the second episode actually. Yeah. And then we had to shit get it because Dick Pounder started supporting us on, on Patreon. Well, and within, that, we called it the airing of Dick Pounder's career. Yeah. Yes. And, and within five minutes of him joining Patreon, we deleted that shit off yeah. real quick. Yeah. So, but Dick Well, Pounder. and that, and like, it was, it was probably our, yeah. our oh. best moment. Yeah, people probably. said it was pretty gross. It, and it was pretty gross. gross. It was pretty gross. But it was also really hilarious. So, <laughs> I thought about that, literally thought about that this week. Oh, are man. we still recording? Yeah, yeah we are. We are. Okay. Okay. I Let's wish, go ahead and end it. Goodbye. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>